everybody. We are live. Good morning. Happy Friday. Today I've got this mug that says celebrate the small victories because today we are celebrating the large victory of making it through an entire week of this and not being dead. Hey, congratulations to us. <laughs> today was actually um I think my body was ready for it. I woke up at 4.50, so I woke up before my alarm. That's amazing. My body was not ready for it because I did, I woke up, I did the journaling, I did the workout. Then, because someone in the comments had suggested that if there's extra time, I could try cleaning things because my house is always a mess. So I was like, there's dishes in the sink. So I did the dishes. And then I had a whole extra hour and a half so I fell asleep for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I was really tired. If your morning routine includes you falling back asleep, chances are you just got to sleep in longer in the future. That's it. Right? And that's why next week I think it'll be better. Because like, guys, next week we're going to live as Grant Cardone and he wakes up at six. So we are going to be sleeping an extra hour. And also I'm, ne I'm just like, unless it is necessary for like a one-time event, I'm never getting up at five again. I just don't really see the point of it. Like uh, there's, early. there's just so much, there's, there's so much time uh, between waking up and doing your first thing when you wake up at five, if you don't have kids or you don't have to get into the office like super early. Um, I did follow the, I, I didn't journal today, but I did take Logan to daycare. So I guess that's taking. Oh, kids you took to him school. to daycare? Yeah, I like walked him to daycare. daycare. Yeah, like puppy daycare. He, he's been a good boy for a couple weeks. I thought maybe it's time for him to like have a designated social day. Oh, that's okay. I guess when I think of puppy daycare, I think of like if you're going on a trip somewhere. But like, there's like just just for fun, just like for play dates. There's one by you guys. Yeah, there's a there's two camp bow wows in New Orleans. Oh, that's uh, so cute. What does he do at puppy daycare? He plays with dogs. They have um they have all these cameras set up in the in the uh, reception area so you can see all the dogs playing in the back. But they have like these little playgrounds for dogs in the back, like the these stairs they run up and down, the, these uh, obviously lots of toys, lots of people who work there who are willing to play with dogs. They'll separate the older dogs and the younger dogs. So if dogs just want to lay around and chill all day, they can do that. On nice days, they can go outside. They have a big outside area. Um, yeah, it's, oh, that's it's so cute. Oh my God. I'm jealous because this morning it became incredibly freezing again. So I had to take Chewy on a short walk yet again. So I did not work out with Chewy this morning, but I did do Rachel's morning workout that was posted on her YouTube channel. And I think we should look at it and review it because it's terrible. Oh yeah. So it's so bad. <laughs> it's so like, oh, it's so disorganized. It's all over the place. I'm not surprised. And that also just tells me, but like, is, isn't this like a relatively new one? Isn't this like what she's trying to do with her app? Yeah, it came out a month ago. And I think her app launched, it launched in like late 2020, I think. I don't remember when exactly, but from what I've heard, pretty much everyone hates the app. They've said it's useless and glitchy and just is terrible, which makes sense because she's not a professional app creator or a professional workout instructor, or like, it's just like a weird position, like a weird direction for her business to go. But I see her going in that direction more because as we spoke about the other day, or maybe it was, yeah, I don't know, this week just blended together as one day. Um, 
she I, she she alienated her previous audiences. She yes. alienated the MLM audience. She alienated the wholesome family content audience. Yes. And she alienated the MAGA audience. So she needs something new. And I think fitness, it's okay. So it, it's really difficult. But at the same time, I think you need the least amount of, um, what's the way to say it? It takes fewer tools to blow up in fitness. It takes a lot of physical hard work. So I, I can almost respect someone who blows up in the fitness realm more because you have to have at least the proof of body that you show off to the people to say That's you get a body true. like mine, as mm -hmm. opposed to self-help gurus who don't actually have to have a business saying, this is how I grew a business. Right, yeah, you can just have grown your business by talking about how you grew your business and then your business can remain vague until someone catches on. Yeah, and at least if you're a fitness guru selling your courses, people have to look at your body and say, man, I want a body like that. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's what I did this morning. So I woke up at five. Feeling wanted... like P. Diddy. I actually didn't feel that bad when I woke up this morning uh, because I didn't stay up all night playing video games. I only played video games until like 11. Okay. Because yesterday, oh, yesterday I finally got the the adapter to hook the PlayStation Two up. Because I I, I I got the PlayStation Two right when I was a kid. I got it in like two thousand three or something, and so I have nostalgia for all these games that I played in middle school, and I can't find most of my PlayStation games right now, which is frustrating. So I only have like a couple on my shelf I could find. But I spent the evening setting it up, and then I played this American Idol game. Nice. And it took like an hour to get through the whole game because there's not a whole lot of content. And also it was like, I remember enjoying it as a kid, but then I looked at it and I was like, I didn't realize how awful these animations look because as a kid, you don't have a whole lot of standards, I guess. Yeah, I remember playing N64 for the first time and thinking it was like, I remember Pokemon Stadium on N64 and thinking oh, it was I love the coolest Pokemon thing Stadium. ever. Yeah, that game holds up though, dude. I was going to say, granted, that that probably was the worst example. Okay, you know you know what's a good example? Uh, Goldeneye. That was the standard. That. that was the standard. Every sleepover, everyone would play Goldeneye. <laughs> the graphics now are just like you're it, it, it's it's worse than Minecraft. You're, 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 you're shooting the zombies in Minecraft with the golden gun. It's fun to look back at those things and be like, wow, at the time, I didn't notice this was bad. Also, probably because there wasn't a lot that was a whole lot better at the time. Oh, I'm finally warming up. I was going to say, because at the time, heater. it was great. That's the thing. Like, it's all, it's all yeah, relative. It's all relative. Like, at, um, the t at the time of the Civil War, like, amputation was great surgery. Hey, so since, hey, my mom's here. Hey, mom. Uh, mom, let me know in the chat if uh, I have any of my PlayStation games still stored in your basement. Because if so, I'll come get them. Because I only have like three of my PlayStation games here, and most of them aren't very good. So I'm wondering where most of my PlayStation games are. I don't know if you have them, uh, but if not, I'll just go and buy them on eBay or something. Man, I remember. I, I was actually just talking to Gray about this the other day because he was he, when he was uh, over in Iraq. Uh, he and he didn't have many uh, games on his like because there weren't many mm -hmm. games you could play on a laptop. The only right. game he could play was Max Payne, and he became a huge Max Payne fan. <laughs> <laughs> but no, gaming was fun. Shit, I mean, as far I, it's not self help guru shit. In fact, it's the opposite of it because they say don't waste your time, but. A lot of childhood memories were built around the camaraderie of video games. And that's all yeah. that's that's not even unique to our generation. I mean, prior to us, it was it was the camaraderie of going to the arcade. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, dude, there's there's nothing wrong. Video games are not a waste of time. They're, they can be a really... Uh, like, dude, even in, like... And here's the thing, though, is because I am such a business guru that I'm probably going to start streaming games on Twitch. I bought a capture card last night so that I can connect my camera and my computer to different consoles so that I can stream playing games on Twitch. That way I can also monetize the things I do exclusively for fun, which is a terrible way to go about life. And I was going to say, what's the point of doing it if you can't put it online? Exactly. I put my whole (laughs) life on the internet, but I I don't know. I like that. We're in a pandemic, y'all. I can't help it. There's no other way I can have constant human interaction. Savvy, of the two of us on the screen, you're the more brilliant one for what you're doing. I mean, I you're, you're, you're monetizing your existence. Like that's, that's actually, you, you're going to get to a point where literally each breath you, you can, a year from now, I want to calculate how much money you make per breath because you are just putting your life online and then you get paid for that. And that would be so, can you imagine just being like, man, I got paid two cents per breath last year. I'm a multimillionaire. That would also require me to count how many times I breathe in a day a to take the average. Yeah, bad example. I shouldn't have said two cents. I should have said like 0. .001. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I like this. Sako says, I love that you're always online. It makes me feel less alone. Okay, good. Because being online makes me feel less alone, too. We can all be less alone together. Awesome. Oh, Pam is here. Pam is here to stand Pam, which is great because today we are going to be reviewing Rachel's books. But first, I wanted to show her workout that I did this morning. And shout out to our sponsors. And we don't have any yet, but we do not. If anyone (laughs) is out there and is like, I want to sponsor this. Keep in mind, it's broadcast on my YouTube channel and it's a podcast on all streaming platforms. You know, it'd be awesome if Rachel Howell sponsored this. She was like, see, the proof. You know what? Actually, based on what I'm reading in the 10X rule, I bet Grant Cardone would actually sponsor us because he has this whole section about how he loves criticism because it means people are talking about him, which, to be honest, I'm the same way. So, honestly, the more I I feel like he will enjoy the fact that we're criticizing him, especially if we criticize him 10X as much as we were going to. I feel like he would have some respect for that. So let's see if Grant Cardone will sponsor our podcast. Well, yes, I love that idea. And two, one question I want to ask you. Do you feel like your life got better from following Rachel Hollis this week? Um, in some ways. Because I think this morning stream has improved your life. Yes. Yes, actually, yes. That's one thing I was when we reflect on all of this and talk about like what parts were really valuable that we want to take into the future with us. This stream is like, so when looking at her routine, like, going through it, I was like, oh, wake up at five every day. That sucks. Like, ugh, do this, whatever. But then when she got to the part where she's like, and then at 8 a.m. I host a live stream, I'm like, oh, that could actually, I was like excited about that from the beginning. Like that could actually be a good way to get the day started. That could be a way to, you know, because I, I love doing live streams. So I was like, yeah, I'm excited. I was always excited for this part. So I think that, yeah, this stream, has this stream improved your life? I think so, because for one, I'm not going to wake up at 5 a.m. to work out after no, this, but it certainly makes waking up at 6 or 6.30 to work out a lot less intimidating, because before doing this, I, I was struggling to find t- time throughout the day to work out, because I would always put it as my last priority. And as we, when we get to start talking about her book and Girl Stop Apologizing, she said, the things that actually bring you happiness in life 
like working out or writing are things that you have to treat like a date with Chris Hemsworth under no circum. And this is just verbatim from her book. I'm not, I'm not using this as an example for me. She says in her book, if you had a date with Chris Hemsworth on your calendar, you're not going to put that aside so you can do errands for someone else asking for a favor. You have to treat the things that improve your life, like physical fitness or writing or something that's just genuinely important. You would prioritize it. Like it's a date with, as she says, a hunky Australian. I think we should treat it like a date with knockoff Chris Hemsworth, who was the lead guy in Holiday. Holiday, yep. <laughs> I knew you were going there as soon as you said knockoff Chris Hemsworth. Eva, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that. And Eva, I appreciate you being here. Um, Nora says that this looks like this, this workout over here looks like a Richard Simmons workout. It does. I will say it's less fun than her. I used to, I love Richard Simmons workouts. I used to do all the VHS tapes with my grandma. Man, I miss those days. I miss having a VCR and doing Richard Simmons workouts on it. Go to the school used book sale from the library and buy the used Richard Simmons VHS tapes and then work out. Oh man, now I'm getting nostalgic. Dude, I remember one of the first things that I asked someone to record me on a VHS tape and it was my grandpa. I asked him if he could record the Rugrats All Grown Up special. <gasps> I love the Rugrats All Grown Up special. And he special. brought it to me and it was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> Dude, the Rugrats All Grown Up special was incredible. The whole time travel thing. And oh, you know man. What? I liked the show. Maybe I liked it because I loved Rugrats, but I liked the show. I liked the show, too, like, as its own merit, as, like, a little, like, animated show about teenagers. Yeah, I mean... The, I like, liked it, too. It really did for... Like, I don't think it disrespected the original characters whatsoever. I think it did a good job of expanding on them. And the parents... Yeah, and I love how the dog Spike got so fat. <laughs> <laughs> and they were trying to get him to lose weight, and Tommy kept giving him bacon anyway. Yeah, wasn't it Grandpa that was giving him bacon? Dude, I love how Grandpa was like, Grandpa was the bus driver. Like, Grandpa, went, like, he came out of retirement and was driving the bus, and he was, like, all the way with it. I loved Grandpa. I think Grandpa fed Spike in like the original Rugrats. And then I think Tommy sort of like took the mantle and Rugrats all grown up. I love, I love also how they made, like they made Dill such a, a, such weirdo. a weirdo. I loved I love him. That. Well, cause on the show it was like, oh, of course he's a weirdo because he's the youngest. So he like, doesn't know how to talk yet. But on the all grown up show, like he was just actually really weird. And I loved that about him. And he was brilliant. Like he got started. I remember the episode when Dill was like a natural entrepreneur. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. He was always like making a new startup like every other episode. He's like and they were all selling so like he had that one belt where people wore fish and then there were the competitors that were trying to sell. I remember that one was great. <laughs> dude, dill is the great we we have to create a dill pickles routine, which is just like wake up at at midnight and eat peanut butter or some shit like that. Yeah. Talk to aliens from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. Start a new business where you put fish in a belt. <laughs> oh, good times. That was a fun nostalgia walk. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that people enjoyed Rugrats all grown up and regular Rugrats as well. See, Tyler, Tyler, he, okay, when Tyler explains to me why he can't watch Rugrats, it, I, I have, like, this is the closest to what I experienced with OCD, so I'm able to, like, be like, okay, now, like, this is a bonding moment, I guess. Because he'll be like, I can't watch Rugrats because 
these babies are walking everywhere with their diaper visible. And so I can't get out of my head that they're canonically shitting themselves all the time. And I'm like, okay, but that is how intrusive thoughts feel to me. Like, I can't get out of my head that people are so gross because they have to fart sometimes. And you think that's stupid, but like, you cannot watch these animated characters that are canonically are animated. They don't poop ever because they're not real. Yeah, but say, that, are that they canonically you. pooping? Because like, I mean, <laughs> can, can can they canonically poop if it doesn't? If they don't just point blank say they pooped? See, I think that that's a philosophical question, dude. It's like if if a, if a fictional character is never written to have pooped, do all fictional characters poop? Expand it further. Go to the bathroom at all? Yeah. Like, how often do you read? about a character's bathroom break unless you're reading a Stephen King novel. Right, yeah. I mean, Stephen King talks about characters going to the bathroom all the time. I mean, He how talks about everything gross all the time. I love how gross he is because it's like desensitizing. It's brilliant. I love everything about him except his endings. And it's wild because like the Dark Tower series is one of my all-time favorite series. Not just, not just, not just fantasy. It's one of my all-time favorite series. And even I laugh at how ridiculous the climactic fight between Roland and the Crimson King is. Like, I, I literally get uh, Adventure Time Ice King vibes from the Crimson King. <laughs> so it's, written, it's written like a Mario versus Bowser fight. Okay, now I'll leave it to you. <laughs> no, I was just saying, what do y'all think? Do you guys think that, like, do all fictional characters poop? Or? Someone said everybody poops. And yeah, that's, says, Hannah says everybody diaper. poops. Yeah. What well, what is that? Is that like if you don't look in the diaper, the poop doesn't exist? That's a, I think it means like the characters before it's confirmed, all characters both poop and don't poop. The poop both exists and doesn't. It's a a you. There's a universe where the characters are pooping and where they're not. I don't know. I got I, so. I gotta look this up because now, now it's gonna drive me crazy. I thought it was along the lines where it was like, if there's a bird in a box, the bird isn't dead until you look in the doc box and see the dead bird. Right, because I thought that was yeah, I thought that was Schrodinger's cat was like, oh, yeah, the it was cat, cat. Is, yeah, it was like it's the cat is both alive and dead in this universe until you look at it. It's not, it's neither alive nor dead, but it's both alive and dead. Yeah, it's that's like, what yeah. Sherry confirmed that it's both yeah. full of poop and void of yeah, poop. Yeah, that's exactly. It's, there's <laughs> both, it's both poop and no poop in this universe. Wow. Deep. <laughs> I blame Rachel Hollis. And I oh, yeah, you know what? There was a potty training episode. Yeah, Chucky got potty trained. So Chucky is not canonically shitting himself ever, just so you guys know. You can Wait, at wasn't least... that like a I can't get flushed down the drain episode? Yeah, he was like afraid of getting flushed down the toilet. And oh, then he had that nightmare that he got flushed down the toilet. I remember that because that nightmare scared me. I was I was old enough that I wasn't scared of getting flushed down the toilet because I didn't start watching TV until after being potty trained. So watching the show was like, I wasn't scared of being flushed, flushed down the toilet, but his dreams still scared me a lot for some reason. You retroactive, like all of a sudden your, your two-year-old self is terrified again. Yeah, like, oh my God. I don't think I'll get flushed down the toilet, but like what he, th like I, maybe I was scared of getting, of dreaming of getting flushed down the toilet or something. Reads with Rachel brings in the hunger. I mean, that's actually pretty fascinating. You're cause like, that's, it's a way to track someone like disposal of poop is, is important, isn't it? That's the thing. As a kid, I would always get upset that like I would read a book and I'd be like, okay, but 
these characters are like so overwhelmed with all of these things. Like when are they going to have time to poop? And like a lot of books just don't address it. And I'm like, but like where and how would they poop in this situation? Because they've been in this situation for months, you know, <laughs> or like whatever. I, I just remembered it. there was one fictional world that tried to address it after the books were all published. Was that, uh, Harry Potter? <laughs> Before plumbing, they would just shit everywhere and then use their magic. They to would just magic the poop away. They just poop wherever. <laughs> this is why JK Rowling should not be allowed to have Twitter. Among many other reasons. Is, is that your list? Is J.K. Rowling Trump? That's the, that's the, that's the you're taking Twitter from? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Angelica uses the potty as well. Angelica and Chucky are both potty trained. The rest of them are canonically pooping everywhere they walk. <laughs> and now we're, ta- now we're talking about poop in the Hunger Games. Okay, that's I'm glad that it's... I was like... We're going to look at this workout, but then instead we started talking about which fictional characters poop and where. And I think that's a really important discussion to have, especially on a Friday morning. Game of Thrones had a shitter scene. Yeah, this this is definitely like start your weekend. I, I, like, maybe, maybe we should rename the podcast to Morning Dump. Morning Dump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rachel never said in her routine when she takes a dump. And we yet, assumed not, it was the 10 minutes it takes to, to make the coffee. Yeah, or in the 10 minutes it takes between turning on the coffee pot and grabbing the handle of the coffee mug. Guys, I, I never <laughs> learned to program my coffee pot is code for massive shit. She's like a massive shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish any of them, I have seen none of them on their morning routine, but maybe that's because I would figure though that they would all poop at the same time every day, considering they eat the same high fiber foods at the same time and drink the same coffee at the same time. So it's like, you would think that the poop would all come at the same time for the most part. Maybe that's how they communicate. <laughs> Just like they can sense it in, in the ripples of the toilet. Yeah. Uh, when, when do you guys think it's important uh, for, like, if someone wants to have the ultimate pr- productivity routine, when should they poop? Let us know in the chat. I love the discussion everyone's having about how people would poop in the Hunger Games. That's fantastic. I love the idea of scheduling your poop. Like, I, I always thought going to the bathroom was like call of the wild. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to an extent, like, I don't schedule going to the bathroom. But I also don't normally schedule anything. These people schedule everything. So I figured they'd probably schedule that too. How, how, like, I know we're never going to get there literally, but since we're talking about how your existence is online, how far do we, how long do we <laughs> have until like you just take, take the computer to the toilet, turn off the camera. Like guys, I just didn't bother to stop streaming. We're still yeah, well, I'm streaming on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> there was that, there, there was that viral video of like sitting on the toilet. Oh, I remember that. Oh, dude, that's a throwback. That that's was a throwback. That was like early YouTube. That was like 2005 shit. Okay, the the, the chat has been corrupted thoroughly. I love this. <laughs> I knew a kid in school who used to go home during lunch to poop. I, I, I respect always, that. There were always like kids who refused to poop at school. They were like, I will only poop at home. I do not use public bathrooms. the ultimate productivity the ultimate productivity would be never pooping that's probably true so you would have to like well first but how of all, do you eliminate not, wi- waste i don't maybe i don't know how would you is there like any kind of diet where you you your body works at such maximum efficiency that you don't poop 
well, there's the Barney Stinson approach uh, from from How I Met Your Mother, where he he said that he wanted ideally to have a dump day where you just sit on the toilet for 24 hours and you get rid of all of your waste for the year. (laughs) That sounds awful though. Oh, it it would not be a fun day. (laughs) That's true, but I would rather the rest of my days not be interrupted by it. So I get it. Jess knows a girl who held in going to the bathroom and she ended up in the hospital. Yeah, that's not a good thing to do. I know that you can get all kinds of infections. So, like, if you guys have to pee, you should pee. If you have to poop, you should poop. Don't don't try to, uh, I don't know, win over your body like Grant Cardone has to win over the sun every morning. There was, like, a famous scientist. There, I found it. Tycho Brahe? Ty- Tycho Brahe. Oh, I found Is that the guy who didn't pee for, like, at forever and then died because his bladder exploded or something it no it was along the lines of i forgot what his famous contribution was to science but he went to he, he went to a party he was a astro- i know he was an astronomer i forgot what he discovered and he went to a party and there was a rule like obviously when it came to royalty you know you you can't start eating until the royalty starts eating you can't once they stop eating you have to stop eating one of the rules was you can't go to the bathroom unless they go first so after they partied all night and he obviously drank himself to a fit and he couldn't relieve himself uh-huh. and i think he died i think he died because his bladder exploded yeah that's what i thought yeah i thought his bladder exploded from not being able to pee yeah yeah, uh, I'm gonna look him up real quick. So yeah, Tycho Brahe, Tycho. Ty- I, I, yeah, I forgot. No, what I, know he I know he's an astronomer. Yeah. I remember re- re- like that was just a random college lecture that went. One of the best things about college was getting professors to go on tangents. Yeah. <laughs> well, right now we're going on tangents, so you guys get that experience. We're not professors though, so there's that. Um, for yeah, for people, yeah, okay. I could not imagine being married to someone and not being able to poop in front of them. Like I was unaware that there, there apparently in the world, there exist married couples who close the door every time they go to the bathroom. Like every time. That's that nuts. Is, that's to not me. weird. Like you're married. I mean, I, I guess maybe if there's other people in your house too, but if it's just two people who aren't married, you're going to, you haven't pooped in front of each other? Like, what? Do you do you not believe in any privacy whatsoever, though? Like, do you not ever want to have a moment where you're just, like, completely to yourself? Not really. <laughs> I guess that's... That's that you. Just be me, though, yeah. That's, yeah. that's you. <laughs> I mean, I guess I... I don't even really prefer showering by myself, no. But that makes really like, more sense I, than pooping. Like that, that, I don't that like can, doing anything by myself. <laughs> can, but one of those can be an enjoyable shared experience. And the other one is shitting. Well, I'm not, I don't, I don't think that I have to poop in, like, I don't have to poop in front of other people. Tyler, come to the bathroom with me. I got to shit. <laughs> no, I don't think that pooping is like a romantic activity to do together. I just mean that like, what's the point of closing the door? Oh, okay. People think that it's like a privacy thing just to be alone for a minute. I get it. Then other people are like, wait, there are married couples that don't close. I I have not closed the bathroom door in years. Unless I'm like at like visiting someone else. But like in my own home, no. Well, thank you, Eva, for the super sticker. Our bathroom habits are as different as our movie preferences now. Yeah, yeah, we have very different preferences in movies and pooping. 
<laughs> who knew? Who knew that these would correlate? <laughs> uh, should, should we go through the comments and then watch the video? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to take a look at this workout. The comments are mostly people talking about their preferences for pooping. And I'm glad we can all have this discussion together. Um, I'm, I'm glad. And so we've just got a lot of poop emojis over here. Um, yeah, and you know what, guys? We will also talk about how Rachel likes to write about how she has to poop after she drinks a green smoothie. Yeah, I was going to say, this This is appropriate for Rachel this Hollis. This is appropriate because in Didn't See That Coming, she loved to talk about how much the juice cleanse was making her fart all the time and how it gave her explosive diarrhea. Thank yeah. you, Hope. Thank you so much for the super sticker. Yeah, she really built up that scene, too. She was like... Oh, that was such a well-written scene. She was like, I tried to fart, and I couldn't. And I did one of those, like, cheek raises. <laughs> <laughs> it was so detailed. I think in my full book review, a video of it, I even, like, read most of the scene out loud. It, it was probably the best writing in that book. Um, That's what I was saying. I'm like, the story is very pointless to your overall message and it doesn't teach me anything. And then later she was like, this is an example of how you can rebuild after trauma. And I was like, no, this is literally just about you having diarrhea and like how <laughs> you poop. Everybody has to poop. That I has nothing to do with rebuilding your life. I thought the moral of the story is if your significant other wants to try a fad, don't feel compelled to do it just because they feel compelled to do it. And you might get lucky. And if they get diarrhea, you don't <laughs> because oh, that, that's the message. Cause like, I remember what the initial message was. She was like, we all had this shared experience and we wanted to do this juice cleanse together. And I realized when they went home to their partners, one of their, their husbands said, that's great that you feel this way, but I didn't go on this trip with you. So I don't feel that same connection to this juice cleanse that you feel. And she was like, wow, it hit me that like, our desire to do something comes from like this rooted place and it's tough to get energized about something. Like you can't share that energy with someone who didn't experience the root excitement with you. And I was like, okay, I can see that. I don't see how it's going to benefit my life because I've never been in a situation where I've been like, Hey, do you want to randomly try a juice cleanse? Like you and I, I never both wanted to try a juice cleanse. Like you and I will try a bunch of things to get like, you're like my buddy for trying out weird experiments is never will it be a juice cleanse. But like we did this together, but neither of us were just like, let's go find a bunch of people to just randomly include. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you. Jay Buchanan gave us a super sticker. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, okay, cool. So we're going to take a look at Rachel's 10-minute workout routine. Dude, Hannah Beanie's doesn't give a fuck. I'm sorry. Dude, I'm Hannah, reading Beanie's, your comment. Hannah Beanie's is based <laughs> God right here. My mom used to say farting was a sign of affection, but it was just because she had gastrointestinal issues. I think I've heard my dad fart twice. That's amazing. I, oh, man. So, I love this farting discussion. It's very desensitizing for my OCD, so I appreciate it, guys. I clog toilets at my friend's house. <laughs> yeah dude hannah I, hannah i'm proud of you for you know being so open on this stream amanda ruined dates because of painful gas bubbles oh i didn't see that one. Oh yeah there we go yeah there we go i guess because cat is a nutritionist so she or a dietitian and she's like i talk about poop daily yeah because it's like otherwise how can you tell if people are digesting properly if they're not pooping properly. See, Cat should totally start a podcast called like Shit Talk or Talk Shit. Oh my God, Cat, you should. Talk about digestion. 
Oh my god, I would listen to that. That's such a good name. Freely farting around your partner is a relationship milestone. Yes, and guys, I would love to be able to do that, but my OCD is gets in the way. But you also, it, 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 but it's still a milestone for you. You said that that's how you knew you were in love with Tyler. I knew I was in love with him because he could fart around me and it wouldn't gross me out. But I cannot fart around anybody. I just can't fart at all. I've only been able to fart one time, and it was after I'd gotten a procedure that had intentionally relaxed my entire pelvic floor, like to the point of like, I don't know. It was like a it was it was a thing for a medical procedure, and then I was like, oh, I wonder if maybe I can fart now. And I could, and I was very happy. And then I couldn't ever again after that. You don't, they don't they do that to check for infection? Let's talk shit. Yes. Oh my God. You should absolutely, Kat, you should make that a podcast. The morning dump. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to blame my farts on scum. Respect. <laughs> info dump. Info oh, dump. nutrition info dump. <laughs> It's it's amazing, like the sort of imagination you can unlock when you're willing to talk about shit. Yeah, this guys, we talk about everything on this show, literally everything. I I, I think that from now on, like if if you're ever suffering from writer's block, there needs to be like a shit prompt because this this was just very inspirational. Oh, hope, thank you. Hope says, do you both have Patreons? I have loved this content this week and it has brightened up my midday slump. Thank you. Um, I have a Patreon. RK, do you have a Patreon? I barely have anything online anymore. I'm just yeah, I know. You slowly running away. <laughs> You're why I'm online savvy. Because I just en I enjoy creating shit with you. If it wasn't for you, I'm pretty sure. Because like just leave the internet. Yeah, because like the only reason I'm online now, like I don't even do it for news. I just I just. I, I'm old school. I'm reading the papers again. And I'm just like, if it wasn't for, Oh yeah, that's right. I do podcasts. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I mean, I, I, like I do the gray me, podcast. me and gray are like the friends that keep you online. Yeah. But like, other than that, it's like, I go online for sports and all my teams suck. So it just makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so I mean, I have a Patreon. RK does not have a Patreon, but I don't know. Maybe we can monetize the 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 Spotify podcast or something. We can. I actually wanted oh, to. Oh yeah, ask and we wanted to. We both have books. That's right. Yeah, we both have multiple books out. We're both authors, but we never talk about that on this show, which yeah, is that... weird. I talk about that in all my other videos. Um, no, I'm. Pop oh, I mean, we're writing a book together. We talk about that on Sunday, and then I forget about it on this show. That's right. We do have Sean Boston coming out sometime yeah, this year. We're writing. Yeah, so we're almost done. We're editing our novel, Cancel Sean Boston, together. So, do you guys enjoy this? Join us this Sunday at 11 a.m. because Dude, during we, the week we do this, and on the weekend we edit our novel together. We we gotta we gotta like create our Facebook group, shitty authors. <laughs> after this conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, you guys should check out RK's podcast. It's called the gray and gold podcast and it's on all the podcast places and it's amazing. So uh, you have how, uh, how many podcasts do you have Two. I have your morning guru and uh, I almost said cancel Sean Boston and gray and gold podcast. Actually so gray and gold podcast have, is cool. So it's this one and the gray and gold podcast. Those are your two podcasts. Yeah. And I've been enjoying it because Lately, with the Gringle podcast, so I, I, I lied. I have one reason to be on the internet: mm -hmm. LinkedIn. 
you can connect with the <laughs> coolest people on the planet. Yeah. I've just been shooting for the stars. I just connected with like some high up at CNN yesterday and I'm, I'm waiting to get like, like I, I just, I, I randomly just reach out to literally anyone with an impressive profile and I, I pick a random business that I want to try and infiltrate for the day. And I just connect with every high up person in that business for the day and, and just, and, and mass message them. I guess this is my self-help guru segment. Um, and, and LinkedIn gives me life. <laughs> Maybe we could, like after we get through a bunch of the main business gurus that we can find morning routines for, maybe we should like find people who want to share their morning routine with us and we would try it and ha interview them on the show. That could be cool. Oh, I definitely want to like keep this show going and make it like a legit. I mean, we're, we're a morning show. I've grew up listening to morning shows my whole life. It's cool to actually co-host one. Oh, okay, Sako. You know what? Maybe, maybe we should make a um, Patreon for just this show. Because I mean, we're gonna have to have some kind of uh, connected finance in some way at some point because we're about to publish a book series together. So, so we'll yeah, we'll do that, guys. Thanks for the suggestions. Um. All right, y'all. Here is Rachel's morning workout. It's so loud. Hello! Good morning! Good morning! Let's start your day! I hate it already. Yeah, because when I turned it on, it was so loud, and I was like, oh my god. And I turned the volume on my phone, I turned the volume on the TV all the way to the minimum level, and I'm like, this is still gonna wake Tyler up, because Rachel's like, good morning! <laughs> and I'm like, I get it, but like, I, I need you to be a little quieter because I turned the volume on the TV all the way down. It's, we could do we could do Joseph's routine where he wakes up at three thirty. Oh wait, I I didn't mean to to click on the OnlyFans comment. <laughs> <laughs> Business guru morning routine OnlyFans. You get to see us pooping in the morning as well. We it, are we going to include morning poop in our morning routine? <laughs> I mean, I'm not pooped yet today, so probably not. Oh shit! I don't think I have Join either. friends, we're gonna make you wake up and get after it. Just look at our bodies. Yep. Hey. Okay, now, are you the kind of person that in the morning? You're, so it's, you're I like that there's like a ten minute countdown on it, and it's already started. It's already started, but this workout is I. Guys, this workout is so disjointed. There are so many points throughout this when I was doing it that I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be following you on this or if you guys are just fucking around for a second to be quirky because there were a couple parts where like, I'll show you guys when they get to them. There were a couple parts where they just started like doing the Macarena and talking about how they love doing the Macarena at, at weddings or something. But then they only did it for like five seconds. I thought we were gonna do the Macarena as part of the workout. And I was like, what am I supposed to do here? Oh, just Ava. I actually don't journal when I poop. I, uh, my pooping time is when I do Duolingo. That's that's not a lie. Um, I, I'm legit trying to learn Spanish while shitting. Like I, I want to make I, it's it's all for my journal, where it's just like learn Spanish on the shitter. I think that's a great title. My um, when I am pooping, what I do is I play the Rescue Pets mobile game, which is the game that uh, Forever Home Friends is partnered with and has Wrigley as a character. So I play the little mobile game. <laughs> with Wrigley in it and try to earn her costumes oh. while I'm pooping. <laughs> what does Wrigley do while pooping? Just just sort of thinks about the universe. <laughs> I mean, Wrigley has IBS, so she, for her, pooping is a, a whole event. 
Osaka's right. I'm gonna become like Pavlov's dog, and just like every time I poop, I'm just gonna go like. <laughs> You're just gonna start taking Spanish. <laughs> Imperfectly, Ali says, "I would love a workout video that doesn't try to pump me up." Okay, yeah, okay. So I actually, there's this one channel I watch, which I guess does try to pump you up a little bit, but I feel like it's more realistic. My favorite workout channel is Team Body Project. I think they're. I think they're in the UK, but I watch the channel and they're very like, all right, guys, this workout is going to be hard, but you know what? We'll get through it together. And like the, the dude is very positive, but not in a way where he's like yelling, like, come on, you got to do it. Like not that kind of way. He's just kind of like, do as much as you can. Just the fact that you're working out today means that you've taken a step in the right direction, guys. And it's just, it's very like calming. So I watch that channel. It makes me feel like I don't have to feel bad, especially because I used to be really in shape a couple of years ago and I got out of shape over the past couple, like year, two years. And so trying to get back into it, I'd be like, oh my God, I can't do anything like I used to. And I'd feel like a huge failure for having to do easy mode and stuff. Um, oh, sorry. I can link to that channel. Yeah. Let me, let me find it while we watch Rachel's workout. Give me like you? 30 yeah, seconds. Like, I need a moment. I need to do my routine. Yeah. And then I'm and like, then. okay, okay, okay. What about you? I um, I'm, I can be pretty perky first thing, but I'm the only one awake. Yeah. And something that I like about being friends with you is you're the only person I know who's also awake at 5 a.m. Yeah. So if I'm up having my coffee and I like send a little text to Chris, he immediately responds. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, I'm here. Hello. Hi, I'm here. Greetings. Okay. Here's how this next 10 minutes is going to go. We're just going to flow through some moves, but we're not going to tell you the name of them. All right, guys. So this is the this is the workout that channel that I like. I've linked it right here so you guys can click on it if you want to check that one out. I uh, I and they have a Facebook group and I like it because I feel like it's the first like group I've been a part of that doesn't feel like it's promoting body shaming or like you're not doing good enough and stuff. Cause it's like, I don't know. And I told people there, like I was talking about like losing weight and I would tell people that I can't count calories because I have OCD. And when I've counted calories in the past, it's led to like really difficult times because my brain can't stop the fixation. And people were like, Oh yeah, you shouldn't count calories. Then you should try this instead. And like, it was very helpful. Whereas like a lot of people are like, no, this is the only way you have to do it. Like, especially like in Rachel's book, she gets very like, you must be like this. Although at least recently she seems to be more open to like any kind of workout you do is fine. So that's good. Um, yeah. Especially in the new, like in the girl stop apologizing. She was like, I go to a boxing gym and I do these intense workouts and everyone's like, man, what are you doing? Like she, she's really bragging about the fitness she does. Oh, and yeah. then I uh, didn't see that coming. She's just like, nah, you just got to move for 30 minutes. Sometimes I'll just dance for 30 minutes. Yeah, at that yeah, it's definitely much better. And then and yeah, because in Girl Stop Apologizing, she was also like, if you allow yourself to be fat, then you are disrespecting yourself. You're treating yourself like an animal, and it's like so disrespectful. It's like, oh my god, Rachel. No, worse than an animal. She said it, it like didn't she say there's no obese she, she said, animals in nature? <laughs> she said, Yeah, there's no overweight animals in nature. Only pets become overweight. And if you are let yourself become overweight, then you're treating yourself like a pet, and you should be treating yourself like a powerful woman. And I'm like, but you could treat yourself like a powerful woman even if you're fat, like. I understand your point is like that you should try to do good for your body. That's fine. But like the, the animal comparison was weird and like really disrespectful and all of that. Oh. 
All right. Yeah, I like what Amanda says here. I hate when body inclusive stuff is just like size 12 with a flat tummy. Show me how to do the workout. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I need a body inclusive stuff that is like boobs the size of your head because y'all sports bras fuck with my shoulders. And we're going to have a chance for you to so at this point i was just like bouncing up and down because i assumed that's what i was supposed to do yeah these are two different bounces one's lateral and one's just like so tag us yeah so i was just kind of uh, like bouncing side we'll to side as quiet Instagram as possible because i didn't want tyler to wake up yeah i like name that. that move off of your name i like that okay so was this, I love this. reckless mermaid there are hella fat animals in nature rachel needs to go outside <laughs> girl go outside girl hang out with a fat animal <laughs> Um, dude, we're a minute 15 in and they've just started bouncing for 10 seconds. They've just been bouncing the whole time. The thing I love in the morning is going through my routine and moving through it and making sure that I've got what I need to start my day. And most often it's moving my body yep. before I go teach a class or do a, have a call or anything like that. Because when you move your body, you what? Change your mind. Okay. And it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I like um, what Amanda's saying. Okay, yeah. So the the um, the the ch YouTube channel I linked called Team Body Project, they often have um, people of various sizes. Like, so they'll have like, they had this one couple that I really liked following on Instagram that was losing weight together. And the guy from the couple was um, actually obese. And so... It, but he was like doing the workouts too. So like there would be like, you know, the, the main, like the fitness instructor guy who was ripped obviously, but then there would be like, he would be doing them along with this guy who was in the process of losing weight. And they would also have like a modified version. And then they'd have like a version you could do sitting down. And I just thought that was great because as if you guys know, I, if you guys remember, I did the video review of the rise conference and there were people that I had interviewed who had attended who would be like there were no workout modifications one lady was like i just had finished surgery and i tore some some scar tissue so there we go it's super technical it could be you flailing your arms like i am like a weirdo it could be whatever you need to do so let's start with our first unnamed move okay okay Ugh. i think it's weird that they start off and they're like because this is this is supposed to be a preview for her paid app for workouts but it's like, so you can kind of just do this however you want to. And it's like, um, I can already just do whatever I want to. If I'm paying for a workout app, it's so someone will teach me how to do it in a way that's helpful. What's driving me insane is I know her brand in the past has always been like the relatable, yeah. uh, successful businesswoman. Yeah. It's it's so forced right now. This is oh, like, so like this relatability at this point is so forced. I mean, look, look, look at where they're working out. Look at that backdrop. They're just like, I kind of love just the like, backdrop. No, I'm just like, guys, I'm just like you with my neon sign and my foliage. Yeah, it's like, I have a neon sign and foliage in every room in my house, don't you? <laughs> yes, this is as bad as her. Her free course, I think, was also in this room with the foliage. I think she just films every, I think this is her, like, um, office. She just films everything in front of the foliage. I just, I just hate forced relatability. If you're like, cause it, it almost comes across worse than arrogance. Cause it's like, you know, you're better. And then you're condescending to like show that you're that like, I, right. I, it, it really irks me. Like it, 
I don't like arrogance. I don't like forced relatability because it's like it's like arrogance, arrogance. It's like arrogance that's lying about it. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're like so self-aware that you know you're arrogant that you're just trying to like put makeup over it. Exactly. Yeah. That's why like, you know, you guys know I hate Grant Cardone, but dude, he, he is full of himself and he knows it and he is in your face about it. So like at the very least, you know what you're getting with him. That's another conversation to have though, because I almost feel like, because that can, that can go into a conversation on, on self-help genders. And do you think Rachel would have been punished if she went that route? Probably because I think that, yeah, there's a, there's an appeal. There's a, a person who will try to appeal to different audiences, whether male or female and generally like a business guru tries to appeal only to their own gender because they're trying to be like a role model because their whole idea is that you can become like me i think so they try to only appeal to their own demographics for the most part but then again now i say it out loud doesn't isn't grant cardone's wife like just like him and she has her own thing going she is just like him but i think she's i haven't i've only watched a few videos of her She's not that successful She's, at this yet. Yeah, well, because her primary career is acting. So, but okay. she also does business guru stuff, I think, just because she and Grant love to exploit people for money together. <laughs> it's their passion. It's, it's their, their love passion. language. Their love language is exploiting. <laughs> Make love to me over all this stolen money. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do that. Using the tears of those who they fucked over as lubricant. Okay, that was too far. Let's go. <laughs> So at least this part I was fine with because I was like, this is a clear movement that I'm doing. And it was like, okay, this is also good for stretching. Look, we know this actually has a name, but we just think it's funnier if you make up what it should be. So they're trying to drive engagement here by being like, everyone should name these moves and comment them and tag them on Instagram or something. Breathing right through it. We got our crew doing the movements, and it makes me feel happy. Yeah, <laughs> Last one right here. Okay, Rach, what's our next move? Okay, I have a name for this personally, but you okay. guys get to name it. Her, so this move, I had trouble understanding what she was doing pulsing here. Pulsing biceps, right? Yeah. She's pulsing the biceps. Forward and back. Forward and back. Okay. Forward and back. So now, she's like tensing the bicep. Unless you are flexing the hell out of that bike. Like, I think I understand the logic behind this move. Yeah. It took me a little bit to get it because I had never I seen a move like this, bread. but that's I fine. Tell yeah, I'm sorry. I really love that's my okay. name. We're serving the bread. We're what serving kind of bread? The bread. Sourdough. Sourdough, obviously. That we made Fair. I relate. Sourdough's the best. Oh, dude, I love sourdough. I had some sourdough bread yesterday. <laughs> I made some <laughs> toast with okay, it. Okay, here's what we're going to do. You got your bread and you're serving it. Now go here. Flex, hold it. Hold it tight. She could have called this the party girl routine because I guarantee she served some bread during her party girl phase. Her her party planning phase? Party planning phase, yeah. The party girl, I would have loved that because then she could have tried to advertise her old books again, but you know she won't because she only wants to do self-help shit. Dude, I would have loved the party girl workout routine. Me too. Let everything wake up with you. And look at this. This is my hands leading the way. This is my biceps leaving you want your okay West is a good because like Woo! really normally i don't think anything of a backwards right, cap good. but the yeah. fact that, that was totally she, her entire brand is her existence right, online it does raise the question of just like is literally everything yeah. she doing a deliberate choice to try and sell a certain look or feeling just 
tiny movements. I mean, in Girl Stop Apologizing, she explicitly talked about how she likes to wear a backwards cap to the boxing gym and listen to Metallica because it makes her feel cool. And there's nothing wrong with that, y'all. I think I think everyone should do what makes them happy. We can't name this. I have a name for it. You like beanies. I do. I like beanies. Gary Vee made his beanie a brand. Yeah. What is this? I probably can't do that because Gary Vee already did it. You could do it. Gary Vee has plenty of people who rip off everything he does and then put it on LinkedIn and pretend it's their own. I don't want to be one of them, though. Okay, check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. All right, what's next, Chris? Next is this. Wide stance. You're going to go like this. And then... So like these parts were fine because they were clearly delineating the moves. But then like after these parts, they start to like just flounder everywhere. You can intention behind it. With intention. I'm reaching towards the sky right here and you should feel an awesome stretch in your side, in your lap. And then as you pull down, it should feel like you're trying to levitate off the ground. That's how much energy you're putting into it. Come on. Are you pointing? Is there like a point happening or is that just me? Yeah, so this move I was so fine with. Move, I was like, this makes What's sense. They're showing go. this clearly. That's Dad good. Us. We waking up, baby. We got five, four, three, two, one, and just shake it out. Just shake it out. Just shake it out. Now let's do our favorite wedding dance move. Nothing says good morning like okay. our favorite wedding. Oh, yeah, now they're doing the Macarena. And this is the part where I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to follow along with you. You know that? Because they do each dance move for like five seconds. And I'm like, was I supposed to do this along with you? Because look at what they're, they're doing. They're just fucking around right now. Like they're not showing us anything. Should we do like a full choreographed dance for them sometime? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Okay. It's like five minutes and you're just close. wasting a bunch of time just. This is like the clock didn't stop. The clock hasn't stopped. So we're doing the Macarena now. But, and so I started trying to follow along. But that's all they did. And then they just stopped. And then now they're doing the. This thing. Get in there. To the left. To the left. cringy now. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I understand yeah, the philosophy yeah, behind yeah, it is you just yeah, gotta yeah, move for 30 minutes a day. But, but it's like, okay. this Our app is supposed move? to instruct yeah. you how to do like it. And here they're like, let's just do this. Let's do whatever you want. And then they're like, oh, partway through, actually, let's do this instead. Like, let's do this. And it's like, did you not plan this? Did you not plan what workouts you were gonna do today at all? Oh, you just get out of here. Just yeah, turned here. on the camera and started rambling. No, really? it's like, an like if you're paying for something, you want to have some structure. Really Which is sure like this is a free YouTube video, so it's fine. But it's supposed to be a, an advertisement for the app, which you have to pay for. So I'm like, why would anyone buy the app after watching this because of how awful this video is? Bye. Amy gets lit as like this feels like a hot mess. And Kat says What's it feels up, like Amy? a parody. Amy, Amy, I'm glad you're here, Amy. Amy, I've been enjoying your accountability tweets. 30 minutes on the bike, accountability. Oh yeah, Amy's great on Twitter. Get out of here, bully. Regina George. Oh yeah, Rachel was pushing all the away all the terrible people in her life. I feel bad for if any of those people are watching. She's like, I'm gonna push my mother-in-law away. And I'm like, this is when she was still married, I think. So I'm like, damn, I hope Dave's mom is not like watching this and feels like shit now. She just pushed you away, Savvy. She, pushed me away. she was like, people who shit on me on the internet push. I'm like, oh, that was me. Half of the people she's pushing away are me right now. <laughs> and the other half is you with long hair. <laughs> no, that's me. Long-haired, savvy. 
when she made the girl wash her face review. I already do wash my ass, Savvy. Hey, Rach, what's next after this one? Oh, let's do, let's do some jumpy jacks. Yeah. <laughs> what should we do next? I don't know. Fuck it. So I was, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, I don't know, jumping jacks. And then I think that's like the end, I think, pretty much. Do they do anything else even? No, they jumping jack for a while. And Look, then, guys, point then, then they just bounce. They do right the bounces again. They just right bounce here. again for a little bit. If they just did jumping jacks for 10 minutes, they probably would have gotten their heart rate up higher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they just do this thing. <laughs> Ask yourself how you want to feel today. What energy are you taking with you? What are you letting go from your movement? Oh, what now they're just doing motivational speeches. You to work for you and not against See, this is just such a, um, like, it's, it's a motivational speech disguised as a workout video. Which is everything Rachel does is a motivational speech disguised as something else. You know who does similar shit to this, but, like, I actually enjoy it and see the benefits of it for her followers? Uh, Allison Stoner. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, she'll yeah. do dance moves with positive affirmations, and I'm just like, it's not my cup of tea, but I can see how this is benefiting you. Like, because I feel like she's teaching something that has actually benefited her, and then she's sharing what has helped her in the past. I do not see this actually benefiting Rachel. Yeah, see, I think that's true, too. Also, because that's, like, a really cute idea, and also Allison Stoner is a professional dancer. And also, she makes every move look good. Yeah, like and also Rachel is not a professional workout instructor and is trying to sell this workout app for money. And this the workout was... app is instructional videos like this. This was middle school gym class with a substitute teacher. <laughs> that, is the, that is the quote of the day right here. This is middle school gym class with a substitute teacher. It absolutely has that energy. Uh, Wait, I missed whatever conversation April did. Was it you did? Was it Rachel's course you did and I had to stop because it was expensive and it didn't it didn't really tell me stuff I already knew. Oh man, that sounds awful. Yeah, a lot of these courses are really dumb. But anyway, so that's the workout I did this morning. It so did you not, didn't work out. So, it did okay. not get me energized. So I did that workout <laughs> and then I. Well, I figured it would be appropriate to do this workout because we're supposed to be living like Rachel, so I should try her workout. But this is all she has available, and it sucks. And so then I did the dishes, and then I ate some yogurt. And I then, think you burn more calories eating yogurt. I, yeah. <laughs> like... And then I fell back asleep for 45 minutes, and then I walked Chewy, and then I came here. Oh, my God. So that's... Uh... That's the workout routine. I yeah. oh should I should should I post a workout video? Maybe I could post a workout video. It'll be terrible because I'm not a fitness instructor. If you title it like "Finding Workouts for Girls with Big Boobs" or shit like that, I I guarantee you get views. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the okay, guys. I used to not realize that YouTube chiropractors were just softcore porn. Like I didn't realize that. <laughs> So I used to watch YouTube chiropractors all the time and because I have scoliosis, right? So cracking my back is the nicest feeling in the world. And I have back pain all the time. So like watching people get their backs cracked was great. I didn't understand why all the girls were always like wearing leggings and having their ass directly at the camera the entire time. And then I, 
You didn't realize why you liked that so much. No, no, I liked it for the back cracking noises. And then I was on Reddit and someone on Reddit was like, yeah, all the YouTube chiropractors are just softcore porn. And then I looked at some of the video titles and they were like, hot blonde cheerleader with big ass gets her back cracked for the first time in 12 years. And I would be like, yeah, but it's because she has scoliosis. And it would be like, I'd search for scoliosis videos. They'd be like, they'd be like, uh, thick 19 year old cheerleader with scoliosis gets her back cracked. And I would be like, yeah, I guess, I guess it is. I guess this is porn, isn't it? As soon as you said that title, I was done. <laughs> I'm so intrigued right now. I really want to look up YouTube chiropractic. Yeah, let, let me just look up like, let me look up like scoliosis back crack. I thought it would be like interesting in like the Dr. Pimple Popper kind of way. Oh, a lot of blonde gets destroyed by chiropractors. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these have like the girl's ass pointed at the camera. Oh, wow. I just saw that person's scoliosis in a thumbnail, and I'm like, oh, some of these are like, I'm glad mine isn't like that, because that looks really painful. Sabs. It looks like people are relating, or not relating, are thoroughly enjoying. <laughs> the fact that I... <laughs> it's a good thing we do 8 a.m. streams, because if people were in Amanda's office, she'd be in trouble. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you also ruined Cairo me. appointments for Amy. <laughs> yeah. Cheerleader with scoliosis finds relief with chiropractic crack. And it's like the thumbnail is like her ass directly facing the camera. Man, chiropractors really understand search engines. They do. They do. The chiropractors. <laughs> so yes, if I made a workout video called like trying to work out with massive boobs. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure I would get some some clicks on that. And if every tag is boobs and if boobs just are all over the thumbnail. Yeah. I mean, it'll get demonetized. But. Oh, it'll definitely. That's the problem. I hate that. If I ever make videos about my boobs, they get demonetized. And it's like, I, I have my shirt on the whole time. I was really just complaining about body image. Half the time I was using it as a segue to talk about books. Do your boobs say anything political? I don't know. Maybe it's subliminal. Do you have like a right? I mean, obviously you have a right and left one. Are, are your boobs like on the political spectrum too? Like your right boob is a little too far right wing and your oh, left maybe, boob? Oh, maybe. Maybe my right boob voted for Trump. I would have to that ask That would be him. awkward. That would be awkward. Yeah. I finally got to the point where huge boobs was no longer in one of the top 10 search terms to bring people to my channel. So that was a good feeling because it was for like two years. Ava gave you a title. Small business owner with giant boobs gets her back cracked by this amazing workout. <laughs> I love that. We're slowly working our way up the anatomy. We start. We started this this talk with, with we started with pooping, and then we moved up to up back cracks, and now poliosis. we're talking about the boobs, and then we should end on our faces, our brain. We, wash we're, your face. We're, we're gonna end with girl, wash your brain. Girl, wash your brain. All right, I'll be right back. Keep talking about. We should talk about the books.
but I will be right back because I gotta pee. Oh god, Savvy's gone. Looks like I just have to speak nonsense to the world once more. I drank this today. This and a half. So I, I really have to been peeing a lot. Took Logan to daycare. He thoroughly enjoyed it. Actually, he's funny. When I take him to daycare, he just starts sprinting. And he's obviously not nearly as heavy as me. So I make a pretty solid anchor. And he's just like sprinting on the pavement without going anywhere and just running in place. And it's the cutest thing in the world, especially when we're in the apartment's hallway because the halls are so slick that he looks like he's just skating in place. He gets so excited. I said before that when he's indoors, he matches the energy of the room. I can't put Logan on camera. He's at daycare today. But when uh, when he's indoors, he always matches the energy of the room. When he's outside, I, he's, I can't take him off the leash ever. He has zero awareness of his surroundings when he's outside. And he is just 200% energy all the time. It is wild. Off topic, but my two-year-old is yelling at you guys trying to talk back to you. Your two-year-old sounds adorable what are they yelling what are they saying uh yeah i i want to see logan and chewy yeah we should definitely have a logan and chewy guru stream i made it i made it let's just have you getting back porn music intro with that said now i get to take off for a second yeah all right all right let's see oh did i don't know did rk put logan back on camera or not i don't know because he, I was not, I was in the bathroom. Oh, dude, I wonder, I think Chewie's snuggling in the bed. I will see if I can get him on camera. Hello, everyone. Good morning, friends, for everyone who's here. Um, Zoe says, uh, you know, I don't know. I haven't watched that many YouTube chiropractors. I've just seen a few. Um, if they're, if the videos are helpful, like go ahead and watch them. I just like, I was surprised when I didn't realize some of the videos were intending that. I don't think it's probably true for all of them though. Oh, that's right. Logan's in daycare. I forgot. We talked about this like, like 20 minutes ago. How did I forget? My brain is all over. My brain is mushed from this week, but yeah, Logan's having fun at puppy daycare, running around and having a good time. Um... Yeah, I wonder if Chewie will come in. Maybe at some point I'll see if I can go get him. I think he's in the bed because he, uh, well, I, this is what's cute about Chewie is when it's cold out, he loves to go snuggle in the bed. He just gets so snuggly and has to sleep in between me and Tyler, and it's really cute. Chewie sounds so adorable, especially Chewie's when so I hear adorable. his adorable voice barking. I hope yeah. Logan's having a good time in daycare. Oh, I know he is. I mean, all I have to do is say daycare and he has this little like hound face go whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, baby. Oh, I'm so happy for him. I just upset myself because I'm so insecure about slapping the table because I, I have a tendency to do that when I'm on air with yeah. Gray. And every time he's like, Ari, you got to stop slapping the table. It comes I, through the microphone. <laughs> I have a problem with that too because I have a titanium wedding ring. So this is a problem that Tyler and I both have because of these rings, because they're so, like, they're titanium. So, like, whenever one of us emphasizes something and slaps a table, it is so loud. So if some, we do it while we're on the phone or on a Zoom meeting or something, it is, like, the loudest, like, clunk, like, here, I'll do it real quick so everyone can experience it together. <laughs> I, I like emphasizing points with my... 
Yeah. I get it. Me too. Yes. That's okay. It's okay. I've gotten comments on YouTube before that are like, Savvy, if you want more subscribers, you need to stop talking with your hands so much. I'm like, I don't think that's true. That's, that's provably false by every self-help guru. Yeah. They talk with their hands so much. They, like there was like. Pound. <laughs> yeah. They were full dictator speeches. Oh yeah. 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 So. Only you. True can bring glory back to Italy. <laughs> Life happens to you and it happens through you. And then you 10X it. And then you can 10X it. Life happens to you and for you. And two plus four is six. And six plus four is 10. So you can 10X the life X that is happening that. for you. How many X's do you have? 10. <laughs> oh my god Ugh. one is the loneliest ex um so girl okay. wash your brain i mean stop apologizing girl wash your brain <laughs> so girl stop apologizing so we've both read this book now if you guys have been on my channel for a while you probably have seen the video that i made um in was it 2019 2018 i don't know i made it like over a year ago where i'm in the kitchen making cupcakes and reviewing girl stop apologizing that was a video apparently a lot of people found me through that video i get a lot of comments about that which is cool um so it's been a long time since i've read this book but i think i remember a decent amount because that was a pretty long review i did so since you've read this book for the first time just recently what were your thoughts initially on girl stop apologizing there was one thing that's okay. There were two things that I can say I, that I took away and sort of thought you can apply to your life. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily groundbreaking, but um, I still appreciate hearing them all the same. One is don't spread yourself too thin. She says a point blank of um, you're not going to accomplish anything great. If you're trying to like learn too many things at once, focus on one thing at a time and make that truly great. And I appreciated hearing that because it, <clears throat> it did sort of resonate with me at the time where I was like, okay, so What's my day look like? Well, I obviously have my day job. I have yeah. my second business. I was making daily YouTube videos at the time. I was trying to put out a podcast twice a week and I was trying to write at least two or publish at least two books a year. Um, and I respected the idea of just like, hey, what if you reallocated all that effort to making one of those things take off? That sort of resonated with me. I also like the idea of everyone talks about to-do lists. I thought she was a bit more specific about it where, yeah. where someone was just like, you just got a journal. Or you just got to write more. She's just yeah. like, no, you should write down three or you should write down no more than three goals a day, but it's okay writing down one goal and just make sure it's large because goals should be, feel like accomplishments. If your goals for the day are eat breakfast, shower, walk for five, like it's these small goals that you can accomplish quickly. It doesn't give you any uh, happiness when yeah. you check them off your to-do list. But if you have a big goal and you accomplish it and you check it off the to-do list, it gives you that effort. And then that actually went well with Atomic Habits, which I keep going back to nonstop. Oh, I'm going to read Atomic Habits. I got to download it on Audible still. You absolutely do, which was all about the importance of like physical uh, and tangible uh, progression. So there was this, there's like this paperclip method where this one guy who let, who ended up leading his office in sales, every time he would make a cold call, he would move one paperclip from one jar to an, from a full jar to an empty jar. And mm -hmm. his day was done when he moved every paperclip from one jar to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that that's good advice. She's just not good at sticking to it. Like she, her career right now 
It's, it's the opposite it, of that. It's the opposite. She has like, yeah. Because it's like, well, what is your one to three goals that you're doing? And it's like, well, she's doing this workout app and she's doing this morning show and she's doing these virtual conferences. And then she did like a jewelry collaboration that she never promotes. And then she did like a, I think she launched something else recently. She has like the, the gratitude journals at Target. She has the self-help books and now I'm like blanking on the other things. I don't even remember what she's been doing recently. So it's just like, but her career feels all over the place. It's like, what, what like field are you specializing in? Because I related to her back when it was party planning. I'm like, cool. I do events with my business too. I can relate to that. That's a cool, that's a hardworking field to specialize in. But then it was like blogging and then it was like motivational speaking. And then it was writing self-help books and then it was selling life coaching courses. And it's like, I don't know. You don't have a focus, dude. It's like, girl, get a focus. So I see some people saying that the uh, the smaller goals are great for dealing with depression. I, I think that's yeah. fair. But then I would also say, based on the comments I'm saying, the smaller goals are, are then actually bigger goals. Like they are great accomplishments yeah. then. For me, I have to have bigger goals into smaller goals. So it's like, I'll have a goal that would be like, I need to progress on this article today. But within writing the article, it's like, I've got to email, you know, five different sources. I've got to outline the article. I've got to brainstorm ideas for a catchy intro, things like that. And so each of those things are small goals that I might only spend individually, like 20 minutes on each of those. But I have to break down how I'm going to do each one. Otherwise, each task feels very overwhelming. But I do think it's good goal setting advice. Like I think that to an extent, everyone needs to find the goal setting system that works right for them. Because figuring out how to do to do lists and goal setting in a way that you can consistently do, I think is what's really important. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, uh, like that basically all I'm saying is those are the two things I think I took away positively from the book and it's yeah. not necessarily worth getting the book over. <laughs> um, and I, I agree with you. Like whatever, whatever works for you, do that. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> and that's, that's hard advice to sell because it's like, well, there is no one right way. Like in my business book, I tell people how I do my goal setting and it's like, you can try this. If this works for you, that's cool. If something else works better for you, then do it that way instead, because I'd rather it work for you rather than have you be like me. I forgot who said it on one of our other streams, but like basically all they, they, they reinvent the wheel with every book and then they just try and sell it as something else. And it's all, all this advice yeah. is pretty timeless. Like, the, like it, how to be a self-help guru, find green advice and make it your own. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of, yeah. Especially when we talk about Grant Cardone next week, this man is just, his books are just the sources for success. It's just how much can I ramble about what the what the word success means for ten hours? Oh, so the other thing, as far as girl, stop apologizing, concerned that I, I totally forgot about. I obviously started reading it after her divorce, and there's yeah. a lot <laughs> dedicated to how much she loves Dave, how yeah. great their marriage is, how she wants to be the same girl in like twenty years who checks out her husband in jeans and thinks, "Damn, you look good." And I was like, "Oof, this is hitting so differently right now." Yeah, yeah. And even I remember at the time reading it and not believing it. I was like, "Dave's not that great." I was like, "Why?" Like, as a writer, like I I know Rachel is a good writer, so I'm like, as the writer, it's your job to make me feel how great Dave is. But all your books have done is convince me that Dave sucks. 
So if you wanted to convey that you love Dave, which she doesn't, so because she divorced him, so it's pretty clear. Um, but if in that moment as a writer, you wanted to convince me that you loved him, then you should have written him in a better way. But she yeah. didn't like she wrote about in Girl Watch Your Face, she wrote about all his bad qualities, but that was at the beginning. So I guess the idea was about like people can change, which is fine, but she never really showed him doing anything better. She just was like, and now he's a better person. And it's like, um, but you've never shown me any examples of Dave being good at all. Like, I still don't believe he's not useless. <laughs> That's all. I mean. um, yeah, I know. People have been telling me that Dave has a new girlfriend. Like, again, he's got a type. She's a fitness guru. She's a self-help person. I'm, I hope they're having a good time together. I forgot I what, what to say about that book it was it was either like I, I know i was about to say it was either one or the other and it's because the two i read but i forgot which one it was where she was talking about um in her house okay so for, first off the one part of the book i really felt like i couldn't touch on even though it had come up a couple times was the conversation on her brother uh so i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna table that for a little bit yeah uh the most awkward conversation was because she talks about how um she obviously talks about how it's important to to sort of protect yourself from, from criticism and, and toxicity outside, which I, which I sort of disagree with to an extent. I, I agree with, I disagree. It's, it's, it's more complicated than, than one or the other. Um, but it was really weird when she said that every, all the women in her family gossiped and you couldn't enter the gossip circle until you had a period. And she was that really was looking the weirdest for, thing that I was the weirdest heard. fucking thing ever. Whoever won, oh, it was, I remember who won my annotated copy of the book because her name was also Rachel. Uh, when I did the drawing, I was like, oh, that's fun. Uh, but I mailed it to her the other week. So other Rachel who has the annotated copy of my book on that um, that section where she talked about that, I remember like like circling that section and being like, this is the weirdest thing I have ever heard in my life. But I guess maybe that might just be a Southern women thing because I know that like Southern women can be very invasive and it's like, Oh, honey, do you have your period yet? No? Okay, well then you can go play outside. If you do, though, you can come gossip. If your vagina is bleeding, then you can come to our meeting. And, <laughs> and I forgot one of the big things they started gossiping about initially. So I think this was and didn't see that coming because they were gossiping about this yeah. is what it was. It, it was a jaguar can't change its spots. Yeah. And like they were talking about how once a cheater, always a cheater. Cause, cause like the one, the one, well, I, I forgot if the woman or the man cheated, cheated and walked out on the family and they were talking about them and it just, it felt so, like such different advice than what we were like, didn't see that coming and girl stop apologizing. It was like, she was saying the same thing with completely different tones and it just hit yes. like such different and weird advice. Oh, apparently so. Okay, so Amy says it's a culty family thing, not a Southern thing, because then Travel Lori says I'm Southern and I've never heard that. <laughs> Guys, the culty family thing makes sense, because I've never delved into this because I don't want to be too weird and like going into people's families and stuff. But from what I've seen, her, the family she comes from, it makes sense that she went into the field she did, because like her dad was like a pastor. He's like fire and brimstone preacher. Yeah, he was a he was like a prosperity gospel type of pastor who wrote a ton of like how to get rich and closer to God books. Oh whoops. Was, their family wasn't even like rich, so it was weird. But he like he so he did a bunch of that kind of thing. There's like you can find I don't remember his name, but there's books out there you can find by him. And so it kind of makes sense that her family had kind of a culty thing going on. 
But yeah, I, I can definitely see it being... I'm glad people liked my slogan here. If your vagina is bleeding, you can come to our meeting. It's the double E. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so I mean, I... Like, that was probably the most memorable part of Girl Stop Apologizing. The most memorable part of, of Didn't See That Coming was uh, was the explosive diarrhea. The explosive diarrhea. Well, because one, because the writing was really good. I was like, man, you really described the feeling of the fart dancing up and down your colon. Good for you, dude. But I'm also like, this story, I've gained nothing from it. Other than now I have an image in my head of you pooping. Yeah, and the other <laughs> one was the, the 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 painting over your problems. Um, oh, the paint thing. Okay, because well, that was in the course, right? Because I did that video where I took her course, and I had already dissected why the paint story made no sense in the course, and then she told the same story verbatim in the book. Yeah, it's it was one of those things that were just like. I think the sloppiest thing about the second book were her met. No, I, honestly, you know what it is? I've, I complimented her writing. I think she's a fantastic writer. I really think it shined in Girl Stop Apologizing. Yeah. I think her metaphors have sometimes really missed the mark and they really oh, yeah. were struggling and didn't see that coming. Uh, you brought it up in your video and I saw it again late. Like she, she would just start talking about something that she would just sort of fade, like the basketball metaphor where she even she just, just like, like forgot about it. She's like, guys. I don't actually watch basketball, but I'm going to give this metaphor a try. Like, I know you're trying to be relatable, but you know, it's more relatable, a metaphor that actually tells us something about you, not excludes what you don't watch. Right. It's like, <laughs> I think that book was just written too quickly. So the writing in it doesn't make a lot of sense in places. And it also is like, I feel like it wasn't edited because there are definitely places where I'm like, if I were an editor, I would have caught this. Like if I were editing your book, like the the like even just the misspellings, the fact that she confused the words perspective and prospective. Oh, for is, the adoption. For the adoption, because it's like that's I understand maybe if you're talking out loud fast, you might say them the same, and that's fine. But like, if you, in that sentence the words function differently, and it made me so confused when I was trying to read this. Rachel West says, "Do you f yes, I, I do feel like her writing got worse with each book. Although to be fair, I have not read Sweet Girl or Smart Girl yet. And I haven't read her cookbook and I'm not going to. But um, I definitely think out of the self-help books, Girl Wash Your Face was the best written. Girl Stop Apologizing was kind of funny in some parts, but also really cringy. And then Didn't See That Coming was like a hot mess. Well, you said... Girl, wash your face had a lot of the same things as Girl, stop apologizing. Yeah, but I think so, it had more stories. Like she told more stories in it that were interesting. So what that's telling me is each book is just sort of telling the, us the exact same lessons, and she just has fewer stories to pull from. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that like she just wants to like the. It's like oh, this advice was popular. Well, maybe I can sell this advice again to make more money. That's just kind of how it felt. Each book didn't really. I didn't learn anything new. Because girls, girl, wash your face. She had her entire life. And I remember her being like, one of the things that I took out of the book too, which I, I, I don't want to just shit on something, but like, I think it's so fucking stupid to write your goals in present tense. So like, as if you have them. And, and we have to do that when we're Grant Cardone too. Because I was going to say, that's that. the main reason I think it's fucking stupid. Because it's like, anytime I see Rachel Hollis overlapping on a Venn diagram with Grant Cardone, I'm reminded of just who she actually is. Yes. Um, <laughs> She's basically female Grant Cardone. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's just like I understand the, the the logic behind it. You put it down on paper and you put it in present tense, and the thought process is you're going to bring it to reality. But it's we did it's, that the other day when we were writing cancel Sean Boston. We were trying to figure out how to get Jeffrey Star to sue us so that we could get more publicity for the book. And so then we made the goal that said, I am currently getting sued by Jeffree Star. And we're still not. So we didn't manifest it. It also, it completely contradicts, like, all the lessons that not only have I had in my life, but, like, have brought me success in my life. Like, I was raised as you don't, Grant Cardone especially says it. He's like, you got to tell the world your plans because then the world's going to hold you accountable and you're not going to be a failure. I'm just like, man, I remember when I was told by everyone in my immediate circle and my family of, you don't announce what you're doing to the world because then they don't ask questions and then you don't get distracted and you work harder on that goal. I was told once by one of my writing professors in college, which this resonated a little bit. It's it's kind of along with what you're saying about not telling people. It's like she, she talked about how like when you're working on a new writing project, she finds it more motivating not to tell people the what the story's about until you've written the first draft because you get like a like a rush, like an excitement dopamine rush for when you tell the, tell people about a new idea, it gets you really excited. And then you don't want that excitement. You don't want to have experienced the highest wave of that excitement before you've gotten the main work done. So you want to have, you know, written a first draft or done your outline or like gotten some of the main work done on it first and then start telling people about it because now your excitement is while you're in process of it instead of having your excitement be before it even starts. Because then you might just feel like now you're writing it. It's like but the, the big excitement of, oh, my God, new project has worn off. And so now you're just struggling to get through it. And the other thing that that advice includes just inherently is everyone has an opinion. The second yeah. you share what you're working on is the second you welcome yourself up to everyone else's opinion on it. And that can completely derail a project overwhelm you change the direction that you were going in which isn't always a bad thing but if you haven't even started yet why would you change the direction although to be fair i since i put my whole life online i pretty much do tell people i tell people about my projects as i'm working on it because i vlog the whole thing and like you and i have written cancel sean boston in front of everybody like y'all if you want to see us like if you haven't seen our streams since mid 2020 we have been streaming every week and in in Sometimes we stream multiple times a week to work on this book. So it's all like laid out in front of everybody. Like we outlined in front of everyone. We told it about it in front of everybody. But that was more like, I guess we we watched the process come together. Like we had a very rough idea at first. And then it wasn't like we were telling people about it as like, oh, my God, this is going to be so cool. But we were telling each other about it in front of people to be like, okay, Here's the idea. Now, how can we expand it? And I don't know. I don't know if that's different or if that maybe was a bad idea, but I think we're, I don't know. I'm really, I love our book. So I think it's, yeah. I love <laughs> I it too. I think it's completely different because yeah. one, it's an experiment. Two, mm -hmm. co-authoring. Three, it's not like I'm going to be doing this to practice every single one of my books in the future. This is a yeah. very specific, uh, and that's what I, that's another thing too. Like no, no advice is absolute. There's obviously exceptions to every rule. Um, but it's like if I, I, I've written one and a half books since we've started Cancel Sean Boston too. Yeah. So it's not like it's the most efficient use of, uh, of of writing time either. It's its own unique entity. Yeah, exactly. I've written I've written a bunch of things. Yeah, I did my whole fourth draft rewrite of '90s Kids since then. I did. I wrote the Forever Hope Friends Senior Dogs book since then. I started writing. 
my Christmas romance novel series. Like, yeah, we both have written a bunch of other projects in the meantime. But also, I'm really excited for the Cancel Sean Boston series because I think we're it's going to be a hit. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, is if some people thrive on telling other people what they're working on, then they should continue doing that. Right. There's no like one right or wrong way, really. You just have to figure out what energizes you. And I think that's part of the issue. So I think I probably was struggling there just two seconds ago with doing this, but I didn't intend to. I think one of the issues with people who build careers on self-help is they're trying to sell you this is the path to success. It's it's a path to success that has worked for them. And more often than not, it was on the dollars of people who can't afford the classes they're selling to begin with. Travelory was asking if either of us have read Dave's book. I have not. I've considered it because I know people might want to see a review of it. But like what I've read as excerpts of it, it just sounds like a headache to get through. Like it, it, it looks cringy, but not in a like, like, oh, I can cringe so hard because this is so stupid kind of way. Just in like the advice seems so generic and so regurgitated. And I feel like I would just get so, so much of a headache just watching this like guy talk about his life struggles where it's like, dude, you were a Disney executive who made seven figures and like... I know everybody has struggles regardless of whether you're rich or not, but it's just like, it just, I don't know. I'm like, what does Dave even have to offer? <laughs> that might be mean, but like, I'm sorry, Dave, if you're watching this. I got it on Libby. It was free on Libby. I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> maybe I'll download it on Audible and I'll listen to it. Maybe, maybe we can live like Dave for a week too. I wonder if he has his morning routine out there. According yeah, to that yeah. other video, it's the same as Rachel's because, but not anymore because they're not married anymore. So it's probably different now. Live like Dave for a week. Talk like Ben Shapiro and gaslight your significant other. Okay. Amy says, I'm so proud of you both. It's been awesome watching you both grow and develop and accomplish these past two years. Thank you, Amy. Y'all, Amy's been with us from the beginning. I love Amy. She's great. I'm going to. Amy's been with us since we were both exclusively booktubers, which is, feels like forever ago. Amy's a wonderful human being. I'm going to quickly. Amy is fantastic. I love Amy. She's so sweet. There. Sent a voice message. We're good. Yes. Awesome. Oh, Dave, Dave runs a lot. So if we live like Dave for a week, we would just have to go on a lot of runs. Done. I got my couch to 5k app. I can restart that program. Yeah, we can, we can go on a run. That sounds fine. Absolutely. Um, oh, and like he does that thing where he makes a, a morning show with his three-year-old, which I think is really weird. Oh, um, Mike's super short show. Sorry. Just... Oh, dude, I love Mike's super short show. That was where Allison Stoner got her start on Mike's super short show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, she got her start. Uh, so that was like her start with acting. She got. Oh, she but got she her was start a dancer before the, that. Yeah, she was yeah. a dancer in multiple music videos. She she was in the Missy Elliott video. And yeah, then that's right. The, yeah. And then she was in the Eminem uh, "Just Lose It" video. Oh, I didn't even realize that was her. He, well, he brought her in because she was big in the Missy Elliott video. So the music video where he has like Michael Jackson's nose fall off. That's that. She's yeah. in that video. Oh, dude, I think I like knew that she was in a Missy Elliott video, but I had never stopped to like, think about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we can do, we can live like Dave. I Someone asked me if I could live like classically Abby for a week, and I would love to. Um, 
I was looking to see if she had a morning routine posted anywhere, but she doesn't seem to. I think she has like a makeup routine video and she has, I, I feel like I wish she had a morning routine video because since she's so classical, I feel like she would be into like old timey living and would request probably, it. Yeah, she I mean, reads her comments. <laughs> she does, but she never responds to me. She did give me a heart one time. Just to That's make make a fake I was account with her. <laughs> make a fake account so that way she'll she won't like think you're full of shit. Make a fake account and say like, oh my god, I'm a huge fan of yours. Uh, I've been watching you forever. Can you please post a morning routine? Because if you did it from your your account, she'd be like, I like, recognize I'm you. Like, oh yeah, this bitch. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I could do it from a fake account and be like, yeah, give me your morning routine, please. <laughs> Send Money, morning please. routine. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so yeah, when it came to Girl Stop Apologizing, I think the biggest problems I had with the book were, like, the goal-setting advice was actionable, so I didn't have any problems with that. The body image advice was terrible. It was the same thing in Girl, Wash Your Face. It was just she was very into the idea of, like, you have to be skinny, which is, like, there, there's an extent, right, where you could be, like, okay, if you're 900 pounds, you're probably going to have some health problems. But it's, like, also this idea that, like, you could also be, you know, in the exact middle of the healthiest weight range for you and also be a drug addict or something. So, like, the, just the focus on that didn't make a lot of sense to me. And I get that exercising is, like, good for you. But the the whole thing about, like, you know, if you let yourself get fat, then you're treating yourself like an animal. Like, that was just so insulting. And just the way she approaches these things, it remind like th like that's why I joined like this other fitness group for the channel that I linked earlier because it was in this thing of like you know fitness is a progress like a process that everyone goes through to you know find what's going to be healthiest for them and you know losing weight can be really important for your health but like if you focus only on that like you could end like I don't know it just it felt like I because the previous fitness stuff I'd been a part of was in they had like the pro anorexia mindset and I don't think it was intentional but it really did with this focus on like who needs more than 600 calories a day who needs to be more than 120 pounds like just all of this stuff like that and just the the same types of rhetoric Rachel used in that section just like gave me flashbacks to that so I really didn't like that at all yeah I um I hear you on that I mean I'm, I'm sort of just thinking Sorry. <laughs> hey, um, it's one of those things where it's just like, what do you think sells better online or, or, or with these programs? Like, uh, like arrogance and I'm not even going to say confidence. Cause I, I like confidence is a confidence is arrogance or, or humility. And if one, I'll, I'll say what my thoughts are right now. I think arrogance can get you more money. And I yeah. think the thought that money will lead you to happiness is one of the things that they are selling. And oh, because definitely. arrogance can be, um, it's so obnoxiously confident, it's very easy to confuse it as confidence. Uh, it's, it's, it's easy to sort of believe what they're believing, what they're saying, what they're teaching. Whereas humility is probably the path to happiness, but it's not necessarily a path to building a cult audience. Not that they necessarily want one if they, if they, if they truly believe in humility. Uh, and it's, I just sort of see this like dangerous cycle 
of you have to follow this routine. Trust me, I know everything. Give me all of your money. And you just continue cycling and cycling and cycling and building more and more money and money. And you're getting further and further away from happiness. And then you're blaming yourself for being further and further away from happiness. And it just keeps renewing and recycling. Um, And it almost brings it all back to... I don't know, maybe the dangers of arrogance and how we should all just cut ties from the internet and go live as monks in the forest. Yeah. And I like, I like a lot of these comments we're getting here. Um, apparently some people are now commenting on classically Abby's videos for me, asking her to post her morning routine. Thank you. Because that won't be from me then. Um, yeah, Carrie's like, none of these routines include any cleaning or laundry. It's true. None of the routines ever <laughs> include things that most people have to do. Um, because a lot of these people are rich enough to pay other people to do these things for them. So their morning routines include things that only they can do themselves, which is like appear on camera and work out. No one else can work out for you. That's not going to transfer to your body. So it's like, that's all the routines are only stuff. <laughs> You're correct about that. And, um, Emily says, if people are fat enough to have health problems, they are probably, there are probably insecurities and psychological issues at the root of it. So self-acceptance is still the first step to healing. That's true. And it's the thing where it's like, a lot of people will say like, oh yeah, I'm telling this person that they're fat because I care about their health. And it's like, yeah, but like if they're, if they have health problems, they probably already know about it. Like you don't need to tell them. It's weird. You don't have to tell them they look like that. No, that's no, that's not what I mean. But you know what I mean, right? Like it's like it's this whole thing of like people just getting in other people's business. It's like people already know themselves. Like this whole outside the I don't know. I'm. Do you hate yourself? I hate you too. No, no, <laughs> no. No, I, I think I think oh, that self acceptance. I mean, I do agree. Like it's it's. It's not the sexy work, so it's not going to sell unless you can find a like a sort of a sexy way to put it on a book cover. But self acceptance and and just like that sort of that that root. I mean, I'm, I keep saying happiness because I, I think happiness should be the ultimate end goal. It's it's not the external goals of money, as Grant Cardone will have you believe, or fitness or mm-hmm. attention. It's 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 something very internal. Um, and I, I think that ultimately that sort of self-awareness, that that deep dive into yourself is the first step. And it's not just the first step, it's the only step. Once right. you get there, then you can find what to do next because you'll 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 be ma- making decisions based on your own personal acceptance, your own personal self-love. All the, and I, I just the conversation needs to begin and end right there, but it's not going yes. to, we want to, we like uh coffeezilla talks about this, talked about this. I was listening to one of his videos where, and then we brought it up yesterday too. Yeah. Uh, attention and selling like get rich quick schemes. They've been around forever. Mm-hmm. They are, in my opinion, more addictive than tobacco. They, you, there is nothing easier to sell than success to truly desperate people. And that's why it's so dangerous and pretty despicable. And I guarantee if you and I, had didn't have like we didn't care about fucking over people we we could make a lot of money selling these things i would not be able to live with myself i think right. I'd, i think i'd make my first million dollars and celebrate by walking off of a fucking building but- right yeah because yeah exactly but that yeah it's the it's like we were talking about with sell it's the selling the shovels and the gold rush thing people all want to get a piece of the wealth out there so it's much easier to sell people on the idea that you can provide the wealth to them rather than um, they're, they're, and you're more likely to be the one to get rich than they are kind of thing. And Kate, what Katie's saying is true. It's concern trolling. Like a lot of people like saying, I'm fat. I'm aware I'm fat. I don't need anyone else to state the obvious. And Amy's talking about how she's on steroids. That's the thing. People don't know people's individual situations. So it's really stupid for someone to come in and be like, you know, 
you should be, t- you should be making sure you're not fat. And it's like, okay, but Rachel, you don't know someone's medical history. So maybe, maybe they like the fastest way for someone to lose weight would be the thing that would kill them. So like, maybe you just need to let them go to the doctor and you should just fuck off. Like that's what, exactly. I just, uh, well, and that's the, the thing is like, I never know if I'm, I've been both overweight and underweight at multiple points in my life. My weight fluctuates wildly constantly. And I never know if I look fat or not because I have body dysmorphia. So I can't tell. And I think I'm kind of average size right now because I wear clothes that are a size medium for the most part. So I'm probably, <laughs> but I really don't know. Um, you're a vanilla latte. You're, you're, <laughs> you're <I'm> standard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the thing is like, I can't tell. So if other people told me savvy, you're fat, or if they told me savvy, you're skinny or whatever other people tell me about how I look, it tends to be what I believe because I cannot perceive it myself. My brain just can't do it. And there definitely has been some perversions in the conversation of, of, uh, of, of like attacks on the body positivity uh, campaign where people are like, they, like they, they'll obviously find their straw man argument. And for some reason they'll, they'll, they'll misrepresent body positivity as pro binge eating, which is an eating right. disorder. I was talking. Okay. So when I was doing my small business expo, I had Kat Benson on and she was talking about her um, about unlock nutrition, which is her company that does, um, where she gives, she does the dietitian and has clients that she helps with eating and stuff. And she was talking about how like a lot of people complete, and I fell into this trap too, because like I've talked about, I was in the pro eating disorder world in the past and I'm glad to be gone from that. But when I was, there was a huge characterization of the health at every size movement as being, you could be a thousand pounds and still be perfectly healthy, which is never what that movement was saying at the time. I assumed because the group I was in characterized it that way. But then when I was talking to Kat about it, she was like, everyone has mischaracterized this movement. The idea, the movement came from this book, which basically talks about the idea that wherever your, whatever your starting point is, you should be pursuing, you can pursue health and you should treat yourself in the healthiest way possible regardless. It's kind of like a not giving up kind of thing, which is true. It's like, even if you're in a place where you are unhealthy, pursuing health and prioritizing health for yourself is always going to be a good thing. And I was like, it's just really, I think it's really sad the way that people completely mischaracterized it to be something it wasn't, where it was like, it was never a pro binge eating movement. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it breaks my, I I saw someone actually just posted about binge eating earlier too. Uh, Mushroom destroy. Yeah. It's like, you're not helping anyone when you're when you're when you're talking down to them. You're just making them feel worse. Um, yeah. So that just goes back to the original point of I, I think that the beginning of conversations surrounding health and, and self improvement. It's not sexy. It's not going to sell books, which is why it's not popular, or at least not popular in 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 circles around making money. Uh, it, it comes from I would say something that we all struggle with: true humility and and self awareness and 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 self. Yeah, I mean, just self awareness. I think is probably the best way of putting it because I think with self awareness, you do just get get a sense of true humility. I don't think one can exist without the other because if you're truly self aware, you're aware of how little you know. <laughs> yeah, I like what what Emily's saying here. I when I started getting medicated for my OCD, I, I gained weight too. I was really skinny before I started taking medication. And every once in a while, I'm like, I, I get that thought in my head where I'm like, if I do want to lose weight, the fastest way would be for me to go off my medication. And then I don't because that's that's not healthy. That would I would be having like manic episodes all the time. And I know that that's not good for me. So 
but that's the thing is like there's various health conditions people have i like what amy said here too when people comment on my 50 pound weight gain and i tell them to fuck off because i have cancer the silence they offer and the shame they feel is earned by them absolutely 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 telling people like fuck off i have cancer absolutely yeah um and magical girl for life says i have a former co-worker trying to sell me an mlm but actively promotes an 800 calorie a day lifestyle oh dude i'm pretty sure that's beach body that's i did a video interviewing a beach body infomercial actor and they were only allowed to eat 800 calories a day while trying to lose weight for the infomercial program and most of them didn't even hit that goal and they were actually right. bragging about it yeah most yeah yep and yeah that's in the video the the girl i interviewed didn't even get to be in the infomercial in the end because she was when they went to finally interview her for it she was like almost about to pass out from three months of eating almost nothing and and she had a serious day. medical condition and she had a medical condition too yeah and yeah beach bodies they promote the the, the shakeology like the protein shakes but the shakes are like and they, but they want you to like only eat the shakes. Israel, yeah, I, that sounds like Beachbody. That MLM is really gross. Um, I mean, they're all really gross, but like some of them are like shitty business structures, but at least have an okay product that isn't gonna like ruin your life. Like, I don't know, like Us Born Books, I hate them as a company because, you know, I'm an author and I hate that they're making an MLM of books. But at the end of the day, if you buy a book from them, your life probably isn't gonna be any worse. If you start, if you buy into someone's beach body program, you could end up with health problems as a result. Or like if you use essential oils in a way that you shouldn't because they're too like in a dangerous way. So that you interviewed that, or no, maybe it wasn't you. It was someone in the anti-MLM community and they were talking about how their parents were trying to sell essential oils and like Reiki. And they were trying to talk them out of getting proper, like, standardized treatment at a hospital because they were like no they're they're just there we're going to take we're going to treat right and after they were healed now that i'm saying that a lot i don't think it was you i'm totally blanking on who it was on the channel um after oh, I, I definitely got to take this um but basically the anti the the, the 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 people who were selling the courses they took credit for the recovery even though the daughter went to the hospital oh was that okay i think that maybe was I don't remember whose video. That sounds like something that was on the Netflix Unwell show. Because I know that on that show, they had a girl who had cancer when she was a kid. And she went to the hospital, but also her mom was giving her essential oils and they wouldn't tell the doctor about it. It might have been that one. That was wild. So it might have been that. But that wasn't... I don't. I didn't interview anyone from them. I don't know who sh whose channel it was. Oh, it was Illuminati. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She does good videos. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to find that video then, dude. Yeah, dude. I, Amy, I've heard that before. When people try to claim that essential oils can cure autism, that is not true. That is offensive to say to someone. Sorry, I had to take. Are that. you? I know you were. I would. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Is everything good? Yeah. It, it was nothing serious. It was um. It, it, it was some uh, so the the channel you probably saw it on was illuminati i i, I definitely it was a powerful story it was so sad cuz they were just talking about like how how heartbroken they were because their parent like not only were their parents ruining the relationship by trying to force this unfounded practice on them they then took credit for their recovery Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I think that's a good transition as well into in Girl Stop Apologizing. The other big problem was that she was such a supporter of MLMs in that book. And it makes sense because at the time that book came out, that was 2019. And that was the year that she was speaking at every MLM company's conference. And from what I've heard, what people were saying about her speaking rate, she was paid like over $100,000 to speak at each of those conferences. So like she went and spoke to the Beachbody audience. She got paid $100,000. She went to the Arbonne conference and told that girl to cut her sister out of her life. She got paid $100,000. So like she was profiting so much off of those. And in Girl Stop Apologizing, it was a lot of talking about how these companies can be good for you and talking about how you shouldn't judge other people for being in an MLM because it could be a good place to earn a side income. Like I'm a fan of don't judge people for being in an MLM because they've probably got emotionally manipulated into it. And if you're mean to them, that's not going to help them leave. But I'm also not a fan of encourage that company because it's going to siphon people's money away. So just there was so much of that. It was she even like stated it directly because I think she was talking at all the conferences at this time. So in the book there were multiple instances where she was like, "Oh, your cousin is selling a jewelry MLM, like maybe you shouldn't judge her. She's having a great time, so maybe it's a good place to earn a side income." And then later in the book she's like if you want to grow to the next level in your MLM company, you're going to need an awesome social media presence. And you're going to need like, all, and I was like, why are you even bringing this up? Like, and she like, when we, and then one didn't see that coming came out because this book was like a completely opposite perspective. You could tell either she had seen the light or she had never actually been okay with MLMs all along. It was just accepting their paychecks. Cause in that book, she's like, don't join one. Don't join one. It's really She just stupid. says it point blank, yeah. She says, like, don't spend money on a starter kit. That's dumb. Don't be dumb. And it's like, well, you were the one who told people to do it in the first place. So, like, how about you, Blake? Like, girls, start apologizing. How about? Yeah. No, that, that when I, I remember that coming up and didn't see that coming. And I, I was just, it, it, it really rubbed me the wrong way because there, there was no apology in there. There was no acceptance that she did something wrong. She could have completely ruined someone's life and then said, why were you so stupid to do that? Really? Yeah. Like it's like when she made, when the book girl stop apologizing came out at first, I was like, maybe this is going to be a book about like how women are too quick to apologize for things or like women often take the blame for things that aren't their fault due to like a sexist society. I'd be interested in reading about that. But then after reading that and then reading the following book, I was like, no, this is literal. Like she actually is not capable of apologizing. Like she cannot own up to things she's done wrong. And she encourages like people to just never apologize for things. And it's like, oh my God. And it's... I don't it, it, It's such a disgusting industry. It's, mm -hmm. and it, it, that's one of the reasons why I remember what I was going to say. That's one of the reasons why I definitely enjoy your work. And I really enjoy uh, anti-bots and uh -huh. just about actually everyone who in the ML, anti-MLM community who I've been watching lately has been doing the same thing too. Of, and everyone check out Persuasion Pitch, uh, the podcast by Jess MUA. Y'all don't forget that the people who signed up for these companies in the first place are victims. Mm -hmm. And I really do appreciate that. Cause I do think that's very important to not demonize them. Right. Uh, I, I, Oh shoot. Who else was I? I just watched yesterday. I, th I think it was like, uh, not, not the hunt, not the hunt, uh, was like, it the recovering hunt, but no, it, it, oh, I, she's, I, great I, too. she's great. But it was, I think it was like, uh, 
Je, 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 uh, she, the, the the woman who made the video that she used to be like in the top one percent oh, of MLM um, who walked away. Not the good girl. Yeah, her. Oh, her. She's fantastic. And, and the she, video I'm premiering today, I give her a shout out because she's really great. Yeah. Yeah, I watched her video last night because Jess shared it with me on how, why she walked away, and then it it, it really. <sighs> It's so sad, and I think it's it, I think it's so important to just remember that these are real people who who all they wanted was a better life. Like that's their crime. They, their crime was believing that someone could give them a better life. Right. Exactly. And so it's like that's why my beef is always with the CEOs of these companies and with the people like some of the people who are at the top. Not everyone who's at the top, though, because like Josie from Not the Good Girl, like she was at the top and she saw the error and now she's speaking out against it. So I don't have I wouldn't blame her. But, you know, sometimes I talk about someone like Lindsay Teague Moreno, who I've done a couple videos on her when I reviewed her book Boss Up and things like that, because she was at the top of Young Living. And I think she still is. And she has a 400,000 member downline. And it's like at that point, like. And she's like, just, she is so into it and she's promoting it constantly. And she is making seven figures a month from it. And it's like, dude, at that point, you're, you're just exploiting a ton of people. So I, I do kind of blame her if she does see the light and speaks out against it, I would forgive her, but you've got to like, you've got to acknowledge. And that's the thing that like, that's the problem I'm having with Rachel here is that she will not acknowledge that she encouraged people to do these companies and she she spoke at these conferences and basically told people that if their families don't support them in it they should just stop talking to them she like did all this cult shit with it and now that it's not profitable you know the pandemic hit and now there these conferences aren't happening it's like it's not profitable for her to support these companies anymore so she just gave up and i don't think she ever really thought they were a good place to earn money cuz like she's a business owner I think most business owners know that MLMs just economically don't work. Any anyone who understands just the basics of starting a business and and set, uh, specifically a product based business, because off the top of my head, I can't think of any service based MLMs. Uh, but a product based. Oh, there are. There's like Legal Shield. There's Primerica. There's uh, a lot of well. There's a lot of currency based ones too. That's the thing I talk about in today's video that's coming out is that. Men and women get targeted differently. In one hour, guys. In one hour, a new video is premiering on this channel. Um, yeah, the, the product-based MLMs tend to target women, and service or currency-based MLMs tend to target men. And can you just imagine if all of these people who joined these product-based uh, and that makes sense because currency-based ones can, they can really flex like money and. Uh, the out like the wolf of wall street alpha male mentality oh yeah yeah, yeah. um which is how i knew that that gamestop thing was was awfully shitty in the end once jordan belfort came out and said hold the line i was like no don't listen to this guy under no circumstances listen <laughs> oh, don't listen to him. he went to prison for telling people to buy and sell shit Dude, Jordan Bel that we, we need to watch Jordan Belfort. Like next week, we need to watch the Jordan Belfort and Grant Cardone podcast episode that they do together. Dude, we should watch I that. Hate. I'm, so, I'm sorry to cut you off. I didn't mean to get so Yo, I hate, cut me off. All you I fucking hate that this guy is a thing. I fucking yeah. hate that he's celebrated for this man ruined so many lives. But because Leonardo DiCaprio showed all of the hot women he did cocaine off of, he's celebrated now. And he came out of prison better 
Then he went in, not because the justice system corrected him. It's because the justice system rewarded him. He became a celebrity for it. He became a celebrity for being the worst human being you could possibly be. The same thing sort of happened with OJ. He came out of prison and he became a meme and he's making money off of it. The thing I is, y'all, being rich gets you out of everything. That's just the everything. world we live in. It's like people want to think there's a merit-based culture out there. In some cases there is, but for the most part, if you have money, you you will survive anything. If you don't have money, your life is going to be a lot harder. And even when I have these moments of watching these people and hearing their stories and thinking maybe they're human, I see them interacting with these horrible pieces of shit who do not have an ounce of empathy who think that a dollar in someone else's pocket is better than their own pocket. It pisses me the fuck off. I actually need to watch The Wolf of Wall Street. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, if this man walked around with a knife and didn't actually harm anyone and just stole all the money in their fucking wallet, he would have hurt fewer people than what he did. Yeah. I love it. Both of us are spitting truth. Helps saying that you're you're speaking the truth right now. I love. Okay, I'm glad people are. Yeah, guys, we spit the truth on this podcast. This is the Truth Bombs podcast. Yeah, I just I just hate that that, that they be. I, I I hate that money creates the sort of celebrities like that. I think a lot of that has to do with like, especially in the early 2010s, which is you know when Wolf of Wall Street came out. There was such a huge trend in both TV and movies to have this anti-hero story. Like we had the whole thing with like Breaking Bad was the biggest thing around. But they're villains. Point. They're not even anti-heroes. They're just That's straight up true. villains. It's like, but it's like the idea of it's like now they're trying to make the okay. This is a tangent, but like the Cruella Deville movie, I will not be seeing that. Holy shit! They're trying to make the protagonist of the movie someone who literally kills puppies. Like, are you serious? I don't care. I there's no redemption arc for you. I don't it's care. Ballsy. It's, it's ballsy. Like, I mean, I already hate Disney as it is. Like, I just think that Disney is such a shit company, and I just they're they're too big and they own too much, and I try to just not support them as much as possible. Dude, animal cruelty has always been like the number one fictional trope for establishing who the villain is. Because more often than like, right. especially in Stephen King's books, like uh, Randall Flagg or like you, you could always see like he would establish who the villain is early on by hurting a dog. Exactly. And here's the thing is like in a movie or like if you want to do the anti-hero thing or like the villain with the redemption arc thing or like the villain origin story thing. You can do that with someone who kills a ton of people in a movie, like not in real life. If you killed a ton of people in real life, sorry, that you're, there's no redeeming you. But in a movie, if you've killed a ton of people, you can do that. But like, if they've killed puppies, dude, no, that's puppies. That just doesn't work narratively. Um, Magical Girl for Life saying, it looks like Disney's version of Harley Quinn. It does, it does. Um, so, and yeah, okay. I thought it was, yeah, I did not see Maleficent, but when I saw that they were making the Cruella DeVille movie, I thought that it would be kind of like what they were doing with Maleficent, where it was like, oh, here's the background story of this villain. And I know that Maleficent was considered pretty good as a movie, but I'm like, Maleficent also didn't kill puppies. Like killing puppies, they're, they're, you're ne I'm never going to watch this and like you can make me feel bad for you you can do all the emotional tricks on me but my brain the whole time is going to be like yeah but she kills puppies so no just no dude I'm no I'm kind of I'm appalled that they're making that I hope no one sees it and it loses all the money that it could have made 
just no, no way. I'm really sorry for popping in and out like oh, this. Oh, that's okay. No, <laughs> pop in and out all you want. I'm sorry for ta keeping talking on this podcast while it's starting to be your work day time. It's all good. I'm getting out with um, <laughs> I'm 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 getting out with a with a lot of promises of doing it in ten minutes. So <laughs> yay. Okay, well, I mean we can wrap up in a minute then if you need to get back to work. That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that sounds good. Here, uh, how about how, it's ten oh one? How about ten ten? Okay. So I think then for wrapping up the, our first week of this, so guys, this, we've, we've completed the first week. Like we've done a whole week of this next week. We're going to do our second week of this and we're going to do this for forever. Um, forever. Because so, <laughs> when we run out of real people to do, we're going to do fake people. <laughs> you real people, fake people. Here's the thing. There's more business gurus are always going to enter the world. Um, I want to see if we can find Ty Lopez's morning routine. I tried looking it up and it's as vague, if not more vague than Grant Cardone's. He's yeah. like, you got to get your wealth. It's like health, wealth, family, and love. I think it is. And it's like, wake up early and get your health, right? Work out. Then you got to get your wealth, right? Your money. You got to work. Then you got to get your family, right? You know, your friends, take care of those guys. And then love. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. man. <laughs> Oh, Eva, I agree with you on this. I think that in I think in, in fiction, you can redeem people who have killed people, but not in real life. You can't because that's no, it, but it's never redeemable. But I think in fiction, like narratively, it somehow works sometimes. But I don't think you can redeem someone who's killed puppies in fiction. I could just be totally wrong about that. And maybe but it's I think it, it might just be wrong be, about, though, that position. Like, I don't think that you're ever going to get canceled. for I that. Might, position. But I think we are desensitized from seeing so much movie violence that like when you see movie violence at this point, it's like, OK, but if you see movie violence against puppies, then it's like, what? Um, and I'm not saying that in real life that would never be okay, but like in movies, I think we're just all desensitized to it. You can't even handle the puppy dying of natural causes in a movie. Like Marley and oh. me was heartbreaking. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, I need to take off this hat because my head is warm enough now. Um, okay, so what do we want? What did we learn from this week that we want to continue? Like, what are some things we did this week that, from your perspective, you think will be helpful for continuing in the future and what are some things that you think you just are not going to ever do because they were stupid and awful i think getting my workout done before work is incredibly important mm -hmm. so that's one thing but it's something i knew before this week but this week forced me to actually do it mm -hmm. um so i'm going to do that moving forward and i think these live streams are important because uh, oh and reading nonfiction in the morning which i didn't mm -hmm. get from rachel's routine i got instead of journaling yeah yeah um, exactly. And so, yeah, for me, I definitely, the live stream has been the biggest thing that I love from this. So this is going to be the thing that goes into every week and now it's going to be a podcast. And like, we, I feel like we created something awesome from this. And I'm really glad that people have been interested in watching this and listening to this discussion. So knowing that people are like, want to come here every morning and listen to this is really awesome. So we are absolutely going to keep doing it. Um, what uh also the workout in the morning i like i do get tired over the rest of the day so i think i'm going to try to do uh, except during tony robbins week i have to do intense workouts that week but I, I, I always try to do easier workouts in the morning because right now i'm not trying to get i, I would love to try to get super ripped but i know that it's not realistic because i will fall asleep uh so there's that um 
journaling was not that helpful for me because I already plan things out a lot and I already write so much all the time that like writing down things I'm grateful for it's it's a nice feeling in the moment but it's like I already know that you know I already know what what things make me happy um so that didn't really help me a lot it did help to kind of get the the to-do list to like write down things I need to remember to do especially because like so much of the routine was dead time since I, we don't have any kids so it was helpful to write down those things so I can be like oh let me get these things done real quick before we get on the live stream except today I fell asleep before the live stream of course um, so those were some things that were, you know, sort of helpful. 5 a.m. is too early. Way too I'm, early. I'm never waking up at 5 a.m. again. Yeah, starting starting next week, we wake up at 6 a.m. And then we're going to wake up at 7 the week after that. And then hopefully if the, if the other um, gurus don't specify it, hopefully we can just keep it as 7 forever after that. I mean, I might honestly do. Just from what I've been experiencing this week, I think for me, the sweet spot is 630 because I okay. like and, and, and I'll do whatever time we have to do for the gurus. But I'm just saying, like, putting things in perspective of like when we ultimately if you treat this, if you treat this podcast as a class, not that anyone should. But if you do pay us two thousand dollars, no, if you treat this podcast <laughs> as a class and you have to assign a final exam, I would assume your final exam is you have to create your own morning routine. Yeah. I would say what I keep from this are wake up early, but my time would probably be 6.30 because I like the idea of having 15 minutes to drink a coffee and then 15 yeah. minutes to take my pre-workout and then I start my workout at 7. Yeah. I would obviously still do the morning live stream because I think that's a great way to, to start the day. Mm -hmm. And I would read nonfiction in the time between finishing my workout and doing the live stream because that gets the mind moving. And then you actually, no matter what, have things to talk about when you're on camera. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, I would say definitely five is too early. I will probably like when I make my own morning routine, I will probably end up waking up at seven permanently in the long run. Um, but I don't know yet because we're going to try out some new things over the next couple weeks. Um, in the past, I had I, I had always let myself sleep too much, which I know is sometimes like you need to sleep. But like I just I it's medication combined with how many hours I work. It's like my body just like wants to sleep for 10 to 12 hours and it's like I can't do that like at this point like I need more time in the day so giving myself a definitive like in the past I would wake up like I would wake up at seven when I used to have to go downtown to teach writing classes but in the pandemic I don't do that anymore so when with when working from home I would wake up in time to go to whatever my first call or meeting was of the day but if it wasn't until the afternoon I would just sleep until then so now it's like giving myself a time that I have to wake up and actually waking up with the alarm is like kind of sucks, but also I think it's beneficial in the long run. So I definitely want to keep that. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to keep journaling unless another guru tells me I have to, I think for, I think when we're Grant Cardone, we don't have to explicitly journal, but we do have to write our goals in present tense. I will. I don't even, I, I want to say that on there. <laughs> Something negative, Grant Cardone. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't hate journaling. I hate journaling in the morning. Yeah. I think the morning, so, so one thing this, this routine has sort of confirmed for me is um, there's a difference between relaxing and recharging. 
Oh, okay. That's interesting. I never thought about that. I think too much sleep is relaxing. The right amount of sleep is recharging. I think meditation is recharging. I think reading nonfiction is recharging. And then obviously things like playing video games is relaxing. Uh, sitting on the couch, watching television is relaxing. Um, you need both, but they are two different actions. Oh, that's uh, really interesting. I had never thought about that, but now I'm going to think about that from now on. <laughs> and yeah, and I, I think that this sort of has got me in my head because I was like journaling it, 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 in the morning, it just was doing absolutely nothing for me. But I realized I was getting re like charged when I was reading nonfiction. And then I realized when I woke up and was just sort of sitting down and turned on the TV first thing, I was still tired when I had to stand up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with this, Amy, saying relaxing versus recharging is a great perspective. I had never thought of that before. And I think that is a great perspective. I don't think I can take credit for it. I don't know who, when, or if I heard it from someone else, but there are, literally are no original ideas under the sun. So I'm sure someone else has thought of that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. Um, next week we will you know, kick off with watching cool. some videos about Grant Cardone's morning routines. Um, and we will uh, talk about what things we're gonna do to be like him and we're both but then on Friday, we're going to continue the doing the Friday book discussion thing. So Friday, when we wrap up Grant Cardone's week next week, we we're going to we're going to talk about the 10x rule and why we both DNF be obsessed or be and why we both DNF that <laughs> I am excited to talk about Grant Cardone's books because I feel like there is a lot to talk about and there's all like he says a lot of nothing, but there's just a lot to unpack at the same time because what he's saying is useless, but it's also like you drive ahead of everyone every morning. You drive faster than everyone just so you can feel like you're winning against the other drivers. You wake up before sunrise just to feel like you're winning against the sun. Like Grant, are you okay, bud? Um, but yeah, this will that'll be interesting. Grant is why fictional characters should not be real life characters. He That's seems, all I gotta say. He seems like a fictional character. We're gonna need to create a fictional Grant Cardone type because we created at least Shiloh already. We need a Grant Cardone type in uh, in the Cancel Sean Boston sequel. He can be the henchman of Tiny Ribbons, who's the big boss. Ooh, yeah. Tiny Ribbons is gonna be week three. That's gonna be a lot because we got to do the torture machine. We got to do the hot and cold. And then we've got to eat like three eggs. Isn't that like every morning he eats three eggs. He goes on the torture machine. Then he goes into extreme hot and cold temperatures. And then he starts his day. He, his is weird, but we're going to do it. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. Krusty yes. Krab pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, thanks so much for being here today. Um, it, stick around on this channel because in less than an hour, in about 45 minutes now at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern, 45 minutes, I'm going to be premiering my new video on the, like, it's a response to that video about is the anti-MLM world misogynistic, which no, it's not, obviously. But like, I, I'm going to destroy this bro with facts and logic. I'm putting on my Ben Shapiro facts and logic hat. So we're doing some facts and logic. So yeah, that premiere will be coming at that time. So I had a lot of fun making that video. So I hope you guys will join me for that. I'm working on a couple other videos for next week as well. We will also be here next week again at 8am central. And then this Sunday, if you want to watch us 
doing a stream that is not about this, but is about us writing fiction together, then come join us also on this channel at 11 a.m. Central on Sunday and kick off your Sunday brunch time to while writing Cancel Sean Boston. Maybe I'll get some mimosas. That's what we got to do. We got to get orange juice and get, champagne I'm going to get orange juice. Yeah, well, because I'm going to go to the liquor store today. So I will make sure to get orange juice and champagne. And guys, this Sunday, we will have Sunday brunch together and get mimosas. Sounds good. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. I'm going to let RK go back to calling people on the phone. Have a great day or not a great day. Have a great 45 minutes because we're going to be back together in 45 minutes. We're going to be we're, we're, we're going to be back together. Anyway, don't forget to support small businesses in the next 45 minutes. I'm sure I'll remind you again on the next video. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, last thing. Check out Amy Gets Lit's channel, by the way. She has oh, some yes. fantastic deep dives into Cormac McCarthy literature. Like, honestly, y'all got to check out Amy Gets Lit. Oh, on I cannot YouTube. point right right now. Amy Gets Lit says, does some of the best book review videos. She is a brilliant reader. So y'all definitely check that out. He has All the right. Blood Murder series. Can't recommend it enough. And with that, take care. Bye, friends.